So my name is Carlos. I'm the owner of Brothers of the Lens and I'm a proud gold member. And let me tell y'all that um, when I started my company, I knew I always wanted to do this, but I didn't know how. And I went to I went to art school, I studied media production, but I didn't go to business school. And so when I wanted to put this together, I came across Flashroom Academy and it just changed the game for me 100%. Um, fast forward to today, uh, I recently closed a $40,000 deal. Uh, I um, quit my nine to five. This is not my job, so I just full time. Um, and I even bought my home, which is just like ridiculous to say that, but it's true. And it's, a, and it's been an amazing journey and I've learned so much. And not only do you get like the resources through the modules and the, and, and the education and all, all that stuff, but we hold each other accountable. Um, every week we chat on the live stream, the gold member live stream, accountability Wednesdays, where we share our wins, our losses. Uh, we talk about tips, uh, all kinds of things. And, and it's, it's honestly the best. Um, I watch it all the time uh, and I'm always participating. I'm always talking and I've got a Google doc with notes that I always take, uh, on what people are saying and, and some tips that we all share. And it's been, uh, like an amazing journey. I never thought I could get here. The most I could ever do, uh, the most I ever charged before this was like 800 bucks. I only did it once. Um, and really when it came to learning about this and the knowledge and education, um, flash from Academy is where it's at. It, for me, it's been probably the number one resource to, to make things happen and like actionable, like real steps. Like I followed the steps and to today, look, I got the logo and the uniform, I'm on sets. I like, you, you, you learn a lot of like practical stuff, right? Like, hey, maybe you should talk, when you talk to a client, do this, but also learn a lot about like some, um, like, like business related things, right? Like how to position yourself as a company and not, not just a freelancer, right? Like there's some simple things that when you make those tweaks, it, it absolutely opens all the doors for you. And I'll tell you, like, I, I'm that person. Like I never went to business school. I, I studied art and, and, and video production and design. And I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I didn't think it was possible. And then when I said, you know what, let me, let me make it happen. I started watching all this stuff and, and, and following Ty and following all these like tips. And, and from there I was hooked. Um, and it just changed the game for me. So really happy to say that thanks to Flashroom Academy, my life has changed uh, and I'm excited to make it happen. In like the last like six months, um, I've had over $100,000 in, in sales, which is like, <laughs> which is crazy to say that, man. Like for me to say that, like that's even more than my salary at my, at my job. Like that was more than that. Granted, you got taxes and all that stuff for sure. But to say that you did it yourself, that you generated $100,000 in sales, it's a feeling like, like none other. I can't describe it. And so, if you want to make uh, money and you want to make money with your gear, you want to buy all that stuff and have it like help you out and change your life, Flashroom Academy is a place to be. You got to come out here, um, chat with everybody, with the gold members, you know, watch the modules and get the education and be a part of everything and just really take advantage of all the resources that are available with the membership. I'm telling you, this is it. It's going to change it for you like it changed my life for me. So, I mean, I don't know what you're waiting for just subscribe and you got to like get in here and you know make a app Listening to content and cash.
a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. All right, guys, let's get this show on the road. I myself, uh, a little bit under the weather, so we're going to make it short and sweet. We're going to get right to it. So if you got W's, speak now or forever hold your peace. Put your hands up so we can get to your W's, your W's, and your L's. I know I say it every week, but this week, I promise you, it's going to be it's, it's, it's going to be in and out. I'm, I'm not even on the I'm, I'm on a, the Gatorades this week to replenish, but um. Let's see, I know we got a few people in who I spoke to a little bit to talk about W's and L's. As soon as you put your hand up, we're going to go right to you. See what's been going on this week, who's been doing what, who's been making sales, who's been talking to clients. Let's hear some lessons, and let's hear some wins. Lessons, I'm, I'm starting to really like lessons more than wins. Wins are good, but I think we all learn from lessons. Wins, wins, you know, wins are great. We learn from wins as well, but... Uh, it's real important that we learn from lessons as, as well, too. Um, I think the, the the key theme of the week, just speaking to people away from uh, the meetings, has been the importance of being um, being niche and having the ability to talk your client's language. Uh, I think that a lot of guys who I've to- talked to this week has talked about how that's come in handy when discussing projects with clients. Is having the ability to go in there and, and talk their language um, and, you know, have a, a conversation with a client who understands that you know what you're talking about when it comes to this industry. Um, and I think that's something a lot of photographers or videographers uh, who want to work with businesses don't don't really do. And clients are afraid to spend money with you when you don't talk their language, when they when they feel like they got to explain their business too much to you. If you go in there and you know their business, it makes them confident in your ability to deliver what you say you can deliver at the price you say you can deliver it at. And the more of a specialist you are, the more you can be reassuringly expensive. Uh, brain surgeons make way more than than general doctors, but they specialize in something. So as a content creator, when you're working with businesses, it's good to go in and have conversations that are deeper than the average photographer who can only talk about image quality exposure and what it may do for you and social media and things like that. If you can go in there and you can speak the language of your client, use keywords that they use, um, talk about some of the procedures or systems, or maybe even systems and processes that they use that give you a leg up. And I think a lot of us don't understand the value of that. Um, Just like if somebody wanted to sell you a camera, if they understand the exposure triangle, if they understand, um, you know, whatever type of photography you're into from sports photography to portraits, if they can talk to you about what you love to do or plan on using this equipment for, you're more than likely to buy the equipment as well as work with them in the future. I mean, that's, that is why people go to stores or go to different departments and stores to speak to, you know, somebody who know what they're talking about and not just a generalist. When you're ready to spend money, you want a specialist. You don't want a generalist. When you want a cheap price, you're okay with a generalist. What's what's the best, you know, 
you want to when you want the best of the best, you want to work with somebody who know what they're talking about. You have no problem spending that money. You have no problem, um, you know, trusting them for suggestions and things like that. When you want it cheap, you don't care who giving it to you. Period. So I think a lot of us have a hard time um, being a general. You know, we, we're a generalist, but we want to make money and it just don't go together. So usually the generous generalist is a they compete by being the cheap guy. And that's the only value they have is, hey, I can't really talk to you much about it, but I can be cheap. And businesses, once they get burned by a cheap guy or once they run into a cheap guy, they're not interested in that anymore. Good businesses who are here to make profit, who don't mind spending the money, they want somebody that specializes in something. So and it's hard, you know, for us on the business side to be that specialist. It's hard for us to let go of doing everything because in our mind, we feel like we're going to make less money, but you're going to make a whole lot more money. So um, whoever whoever got wins first, uh, I'll let you jump in here and do your thing. Just put your hand up and I'll go straight to you. I know we got people cooking and watching and doing different things. So I'll give you all a few, a few seconds to put your hands up and go right into the to the W's. Go for it, Rodney. I see you popped up. Let's go. You muted right now, bro. There we go. My bad. My bad. Perfect. Perfect. So we'll talk a little bit like minor, minor, minor W's, but. Real quick. Let me say this real quick before you get into it. If you have W's and L's, right now is the time to get your hands up. Because uh, after we get to the last one, it's a wrap. I don't want to wait for an hour from now. And then we got W's and L's. All right, go for it. How much time do I have, number one? I want to be respectful. You good. Okay. Um, so minor W's, but I'll definitely say bigger L's as, uh, slash lessons. Um, the thing you mentioned as far as being able to speak your client's language is it's huge. And we've talked about this back and forth this week. Uh, so being able to understand, and I know uh, our boy, where's he at? Where's he at? Carlos, there you are. So. I know in your industry, right, in construction, and we're doing roofing, custom home building, uh, understanding things about, you know, pulling permits and red tagging a project, you know, whatever. Them saying that and me not kind of being, hey, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? And going into that conversation to have them define that is a huge time saver. So just having those conversations back and forth is a big deal. Uh, like you said, number two, being able to have a strong enough relationship with your client to where they're looking for ways for you to be able to make more money is a huge thing. They came, we were doing basically a script review for the micro content that we're, that we're working on for them. And they happened to like start giving us some questions like, you know, Hey, so just out of curiosity, um, what's your, you know, what are you trying to do with this product? What are you looking at doing once we're done? You know, who are you trying to sell it to? And we're going back and forth on that. They said, well, what is your opinion on doing remote work? And I said, well, we're trying to get our feet wet locally, but definitely it's something we've talked about. We've reached out to people, people reached out to us. You know, we've done some minor things remotely wise, but not necessarily specifically on this um, actual product. And they said, okay, well, I'm kind of going somewhere with this. And I said, I figured I can read where you're going. And he basically asked me, hey, do you know this site? Uh, it's called Design Joy. And I just busted out laughing because literally not 
two days beforehand, I'm sitting here listening to a doggone interview with Chris Doe from the future that's interviewing the guy that actually owns the website. So we had some back and forth on that. And what he got into was product, he was talking about productizing um, his services as a designer and as a brand designer. And he's a one-man operation pulling in seven figures a year. And wow. yeah, it, it's impressive. But what he does though, he has a subscription-based service. And so he talked about taking his prices from butt low, like butt ugly low, to where they, where he had concerns about raising them from like say five hundred or thousand dollars up to two thousand, to three thousand, four thousand, and five thousand. But he found the higher he raised his prices, the better his clients became, the less stress that he had. So he started working on systems and processes, and flat out saying, "Hey, I don't take calls. I don't do this. I don't do that." Here's what I do, do, et cetera, et cetera. And his client base became more manageable, less stress for him. Uh, but the secret sauce to that, what they mentioned in there are a few things, two of them being being able to produce really good work. So your client is trusting you like, okay, we're not getting crap from them. We're actually getting good product. And then also having a, a, a really good turnaround time. That's a huge thing. So instead of taking two weeks, you're taking two days of turning around. And because he's good at what he does, he's able to do that. So, so those are some of the mic, like I said, really, really micro. I'm not, you know, jumping up for joy and doing cheerleader pom-poms on that, but it's just the fact that we're continuing to have growth and progress with the client. So now we're looking at maybe, you know, some things maybe we can productize and do subscriptions on, but that's a whole nother conversation we'll have later down the road, probably in this group, in this community. Uh, some of the L's that we picked up were things that we're still kind of in our infancy on, especially with this product, is making sure we got our systems and processes down. And again, this is huge when you have a good relationship with a client, when they tell you, look, we're having this conversation and I don't mind having it with you because I think we got a good relationship. So I feel comfortable telling you X, Y, and Z. I'm like, cool, that's not a problem, let us know. So when just a tip for folks out there that are either doing micro content or any content in general to where there's a script that you're wanting to have them follow, instead of giving them the reins and letting them kind of run wild and say, yeah, I got some ideas, let's do X, Y, and Z, manage that more. And that's one of the things he said is that, look, I'm not worried about the money I'm paying, but I'm just kind of like, why am I paying this money? And where's the money going when I'm coming back to you? And I'm looking at a script that's like three seconds long. And we kind of went back and was like, okay, yeah, I see what you're meaning. I thought maybe 11, 12 seconds. But if I'm giving like a 20 second video clip to put on TikTok, what am I getting out of that? Like, what is it for? What's the purpose? So I think if we had more of a framework on it to where you came to us and said, hey, here's a script or here's like some ideas that I want you to work on then that would have helped kind of narrow things down. Because by the end of the meeting, uh, we basically did some back and forth and said, okay, cool. I, I see where you're coming from. Because I think our challenge was we wanted to be as, as flexible as possible. And when they're saying, hey, you know, we got ideas like, cool, you're the professional in this industry. Let's hear what you got. But we need to realize we're the professional in what we do and helping deliver their message. So we kind of remembered like, yeah, this is kind of where, you know, I went and I know I kind of got crazy with my ideas and we gave you like a whole bunch. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's cool though. But he's like, look, 
now that we know what we're working on, I think we we said to him, hey, you've got all these ideas, everything you're talking to us about right now, I think we can narrow down the three from what you said. Let's work on, I think, inspections uh, and insurance, maintenance, and then one other one, uh, uh, whatever it was. And he's like, okay, that, that'll work. So the homework assignment, I think, due by tomorrow, no later than Friday, is that he'll take the scripts that he's got, we'll put them to those three folders, those will be the three topics that we work on. And he said, now that we kind of went somewhere and I'm seeing, hey, okay, maybe like a 40 second plus piece of content, I'm getting more meat out of it. And I think it has more substance. And we're like, okay, cool. And so that was kind of the L that we had picked up on that, but it was a good lesson to learn because now when we are looking at kind of like finalizing some things or productizing and we're going out to other roofing companies and for those that are in the need, not that it's going to be for everybody, but for those that are in the need of maybe brand recognition, um, speaking with their clientele and their and their customers, we can say, hey, we got a product here for you. And we can say, look, here's some scripting ideas. Let's narrow it down. Now that we have something to work with, narrow it down to something that's going to be your voice and your message. But at least now that we have a framework to work with, it's not going to take as long. It'll be more productive. We're not having a lot of back and forth and things like that. So that's that. And then as you grow as a business, you'll get to the point where you'll have a set of, I want to say, I don't want to say copy and paste scripts, but you'll have a set of scripts that are 75% done. You'll ask 25% questions and you'll just fill in those scripts and, and they'll repeat it because you know, it works. And you, you, you know, you may think in the beginning, like, man, you know, all my videos sounded like, that's what I tell you corporate work is boring, but it works. All my videos sound alike. All my videos look alike. All, like you'll get a system where they'll have a script. When they fill out the 25%, it'll plug in the pieces. You'll have a completed script form. And, and, and also you'll have the ability to go to the client and say, we know this works. We know yep. this type of video works for X, Y, and Z. And then you'll have a system in place to shoot it. Five second talking head, 10 second outside shot, 10 second, you know, interior shot of the of the location you know eight seconds talking head 10 seconds shot of the product 10 seconds shot of somebody using the product eight second talking head uh 10 seconds shot of the client being happy holding the product you'll have a breakdown where it's so cut dry copy and paste it's not even funny and it's a system that you know works and it makes life so much easier when, when they have an idea, you already, hey, we work with, you know, roofers all the time. We have a, a set of, you know, scripts that work. And this is what this is what we present for what you're looking for. Um, so and it'll be a little different based off their answers. But the majority is the same. You know, the majority of it is the same. Um, and, and it's something that will make your life easier because one, your results will be more predictable you'll have more predictable results. Um, it'll make it easier where you're not hiring writers every time. You're, you're just sending out a questionnaire. They're filling out that questionnaire. It's less work for them to do. Because look, clients want it done, but a lot of clients don't want to work with you. They just want to pay the money and wake up to something. And that is the ultimate convenience. Pay the money, wake up to something. Everybody That's wants to do that. Said. Yeah. I, I mean, like right on spot. And he's like, look, I don't mean to be a difficult client. You know, I'm not trying to be, you know, a headache, whatever, but, you know, kind of like what I said to you, man, just, you know, just take what's in my head and make it magic. 
Yeah. You know, and I'm like, you know where we're going with this. Like, you know what we got to do. Like, yeah. And I know we want it easy. So if we can do X, Y, and Z and listening to that, as far as making it easy, that's one of the things we did bring up. was like, look, let's just do, when we do the clothes, we find a clothes for you that's going to be able to be evergreen. So not only will be content posted on your social media, but when you need to send out tips or whatever to customers to save time of being on the phone, here's the closing that we recommend. And we'll have you record that maybe a few different ways, but we're not going to have you do it every single video. We'll just have that saved a few variations. We'll plug it in. goes, cool. That I can't tell you how much that means. Thank you. Cause I don't feel like being on camera all the time. Yep. And we're like them. So that's huge. Huge. Yeah. That, yeah that, that's, that's something that, and, and I, again, these are things that as you work in your niche, as you work with your clients, you will, re you will realize what type of clients they are. Um, sometimes, you know, depending on like when I work with dentists, they don't want to, they want turnkey. They got a million other things to worry about. They want turnkey. So guess what? I understand that that is valuable for them. Right. So the value in our brand is around our ability to be turnkey. Right. That's my value proposition now, because I know that dentists appreciate that just as much as we appreciate image quality from a, a camera or its ability to shoot in low light or whatever. I know to build my items around what they value, right? Sports photographers value a fast moving camera. They value a camera that's not just a fast shutter speed, but boot up quick, fast autofocus, a thousand autofocus points. That's completely different from what a, a portrait photographer care about. A portrait photographer may care about locking on faces and, dynamic range and you know a, a a larger full format sensor sports photographers don't care about a, a, a large format or a full format a full size sensor sports photographers like crop sensors because they get them closer to the action they care about shutter speed and the ability for the camera to lock on and hold on to a target so different that's why camera manufacturers make multiple cameras because different photographers have different value what you may value, the next person may not value. Um, so they have a line of cameras. I mean, just look at the A7S versus the A7R. One is megapixel heavy. The other is video heavy. Heavy, Smaller, 12 megapixels, low light, you know, mostly video. They for, for people who value video over images. The A7R is for people who value images over video. They want 42, 50 megapixels. The, the A9 is for the sports photographer who needs the speed. They need 23 frame, frames per second. They need silent shutter. They need those things, and they value those things over everything. They all produce about the same image quality, give or take some megapixels here or there, but they're, they're built around the value of that type of client. And you as a content creator who, and I'm using these for as, as an example because they relate to you, should be building your brand uh, it's very similar to that for your ideal client. That's why you can't be you can't be great for everybody. You can only be great for a few handful of people. So as you build your website and you build your brand, it needs to be great for your ideal client. But if you don't know who your ideal client is or you have not decided to focus on that market, guess what? It's going to be difficult for you to be successful because you don't even know who you're trying to appeal to. And that's something that we, as content creators, we have to make these hard decisions as early as possible. We have to decide this is who I'm trying to appeal to. 
this is my ideal client. This is my niche. Now, now that I know that and I've researched them and I know how to, I know what, what they value, I can incorporate that in my copy, my website, my promotion material, my emails that go out in every aspect of my business. Now you know clients are, depending on what your niche is, clients are willing to pay more. I'll give you an example. When we do headshots for corporate clients, convenience is the number one factor. They'll take convenience over image quality over everything. Just like people who go to McDonald's take price and availability and speed over the quality of the burger. My, my headshot clients like the fact that we go out to their location and set up and take pictures. That is the number one thing they care about. When, when they found out we did that, there was no competition because everybody else was saying, yeah, we do corporate shots coming to the studio. They didn't, they were like, are these usable? You going to come do it? Let's go. Period. So understanding that if you're going to do corporate headshots, that is my value proposition. That is what I build my brand on. They love it. So these are things, you know, that they don't have to take a designer away from the store. They don't got to send one of their ladies into some creepy studio with some guy. They don't got to send, especially if they have their bigger store, bigger chain. They have multiple locations. They don't have to send somebody an hour, one week, and 10 minutes the next into some creepy studio. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a lot of photographer serial killers, ironically. There's a whole lot since the 70s. It's a, it's a weird number. So it, 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 it ain't always a good look to be the creepy guy with the studio. That's why I told you, remember I told you, remember I told you when I was looking for a van, I didn't want a traditional van because it looks a little creepy. I wanted to get away from that stigma and be more corporate. Again, when you look, you look less creepy just by being more corporate, just by having shirts, logos, um, you know, clipboards with letterheads on the paper and name tag. These are things that help people feel at ease around you. If you're if your UPS guy showed up on your on your porch with a package and a t-shirt and some jeans, you'd be scared to open the door and sign for it. You you'll feel like you're gonna get snatched. So just because you wear a black shirt and some cargo shorts don't mean you look professional in this industry. That's why uniforms are very important. It makes people feel more comfortable. UPS who deliver items to your porch that you rarely even see. We Most times we see the UPS guy, but in most cases we don't. They still have a uniform. Just for the one time you do catch him dropping a package off, you know, you're like, who am I? Oh, he got on all brown. Cool. He got on all blue. He FedEx. He got on yellow and red. He DHL. You feel comfortable when you see a uniform and people just naturally feel comfortable that way. But you have to understand who you're trying to sell to and stop saying, I want to sell to anybody that's paying money. Not cool. Not cool. So, um, again, all of these things are in line with who your target audience is. Right. And, and when you understand who they are, you can create the value. That's how you go from being the cheap guy to being the guy that's getting three, four, five, ten thousand dollars a job. I can't make the game no easier for you. The the work that's going to happen on your part is is deciding what you want to do and the discipline to do it. 
I, that's the only part I can't give you. I can't give you the discipline to say, hey, we work with plumbers and plumbers only. I can't, that's that, if, if you are following the steps through every module or stage and you skip that part, you're not going to have success. It's, it's, there's a reason it's, it's right up front. Because that, that is something that you will have to do um, before anything else even applies. You shouldn't even have a website or you shouldn't have none of that until you decide who you want to work with. Because you just, you're just throwing stuff at the wall hoping something sticks. Instead of knowing who your opponent is. Anybody else got any, any wins and losses? Any W's? Get your hands up now for, or forever hold your peace. Go for it, Nathan. Um, yeah, so had a number of things happen in the past week. Um, mainly wins. Um, one loss, but I think it's a, secretly a win. I'm not sure yet. We'll, we'll kind of <laughs> see. Um, I had a client. I'll start with the bad. So I had a client that uh, last year was like we booked their season of um, – it's I've mentioned it before in here, but like a polo club and they have video content that they need. Uh, we did after kind of analyzing how much it costs per week and stuff like that. I did a slight, a slight increase, you know, maybe a little bit above what. Uh, oh my God. Inflation and stuff like that was anyway. So it wasn't like a huge bump, but um, they came back and said they're doing some updates to their field and um, they just, they're not going to be able to, uh, they're not going to be able to do it again this year, basically. So um, from there, they I was able to pass it off to like someone that I know that's cheaper. So it was like a little relationship building there, but they were just like, it's too much money and we're trying to get a lower rate and it just wasn't really worth the time when all said and done. Because now like some of the live stream contracts that I had were bringing in as much as this entire season was going to be. So it's like, it really wasn't beneficial anymore. So um, didn't renew me for this year. So kind of a loss, but also I'm kind of relieved. So, um, and then the win, uh, I had kind of been talking about the, um, just the post-production that we're doing for that um, mortgage lender. That's been going really well. They've been really happy with, uh, how much we're churning out for them uh, completely. It's still like messy back here, but like reconfigured the office. So got like another workstation there. And then one's going right behind me. Uh, just got a uh, server, Synology server set up. We I had one, but I was filling it up. So there's a, this is a 120 terabytes. So we should be good for yeah, that'll get you like by. Five years, probably. That, that'll get you by. Uh, Depends on what yeah, cameras so, you're shooting. What was that? Yeah, I know, I know. Because I filled up when I before I sold the red, I filled up 50 terabytes pretty quick. So, how, how long um, are you keeping content that you're shooting? Well, that's something I want to get better at because, like, definitely. I mean, up until recently, I had raws from like. A decade ago like for wet for photos and stuff like that stills um ever since i started doing video i was like i have to revise my my archiving strategy so i um i keep things for six months unless it's like very time sensitive project or not time sensitive if, if it's like a very high priority client 
and the files aren't outrageous. I keep it for a year. Um, and then I keep the final product pretty much indefinitely just so I can always refer back to it. Um, some, some, uh, some questions are coming I in. Do I, offer, yep. I do offer like an option to keep it stored beyond that, like six month to a year period, depending on the client. Um, people rarely go for it. Um, as long as they have the final video uh, stored, which that's like more for my own purposes. Um, I also, I was considering like tape drives and things like that. I'm the, I know the upfront cost is not like the end of the world, but I just don't know that I need a lot of the content I have doesn't have a life beyond like two or three years anyway. Um, like it would be irrelevant uh for them to you know pull it back for the majority of my clients it's just like it's content that's it's used it's shown once and maybe for a campaign and then they rarely recall it uh, if it's a recurring client i may hang on to it just because storage is cheap um but yeah, I do. If if like we're closed up shop on a project, even though it's just on my server, I can access it whenever. I do charge like an archival, like to access archives and pull it back up. I I do charge to like pull it back. Mm -hmm. um, I do use the. Sorry, I'm reading the chat too. Like I do use the. <laughs> I do use the footage for like, if it's something interesting. So if it's like something that I think for one, that's not tied up in like clauses where I can't use it. Uh, I do a lot with like pharmaceutical to where I just, I can't repurpose that because it's proprietary or like in the lab footage and things like that. If it's stuff I can use, if it's stuff that's like real worthy, then I do save it until well, I, I don't delete it because that's why I needed a second Synology. But um, yeah, so it's been a lot of like onboarding this week. I've got like four editors actively working on this project, though. Um, I mean, just last week through a little bit of management and nothing else, the company made like around 6,500. Um, and I invested in like new desks and a new workstation and monitors and stuff like that so invested that back into the business because one of the freelancers had a really crappy machine the other one their machine was fine so i just the one that was crappy i wanted them to keep working at it because their rate is so low so i just got a backup computer so if mine ever tanks i'll just you know yoink it that's mine now uh but i figured i'd do enough post where if something happened to my computer my kid spills water all over it if i leave it out i have a backup solution so uh that was kind of a long overdue item to get um yeah i think I'm, hey i want i want to chime in real quick i'll go for yeah. it and and say like um so how do you feel about enterprise google drive for as a as a backup because i have it with the email address and everything and i get so i have this limited I have the Synology like backed up to Google Drive. It's yep. just, um, yeah, it's just mirrored. I am at the point now though, where I did have to go the route, the enterprise route. So we have unlimited on Google Drive. So rather than delete it 
as time goes on. I just don't, I don't know. And maybe, you know, more with Synology, I thought it was like, if you did the automatic, like cloud sync, if you delete it off your, your raid or your NAS, it deletes it off Google drive. I'm not sure if that's, if you have, if you have two way sync enabled, yes. But okay. I'm going to be honest with you. The price of regular hard drives are so cheap. now. You can get a 20 terabyte for like, I want to say like 300 bucks. Like I, I yeah, I got these yeah. They're and they're nice. They're enterprise class. They're the Exos drives from Seagate. Yep. Cause I was looking at the iron ones. Yeah. Yeah. And you can plug one of those up, dump what you need to dump on it. I can dump just a lot of stuff on a 20 terabyte, you know what I mean? And right. just, and just, you know, file it away. Um, just in a, in a packet and plug and play one whenever I need it. Um, another thing that, that you kind of said that I want to make sure I touch on, um, real important, because if you're filming within your niche and you have your contracts, right, you'll have the ability to not only use B-roll over and over again, but also sell it to stock sites. So if you're filming in a doctor's office a lot, you may have some B-roll. I've, I've used B-roll, you know, between two different projects because I had the ability to use it due to contracts. So, you know, it wouldn't. It may not be stuff showing people face. It may be close-ups of hands, touch. Like when I was doing a lot of dental stuff, touching mouths or people typing, just whatever I wanted to use. That that's the reason I would keep it because I would recycle it, and my contract stated that I had the ability to recycle it. So, those are things that you you also may want to keep a catalog of, and and that's why I used to keep raw files. And I and I would I'm gonna be honest with you, I would go into the shoot looking to capture. Um, content that could be that was reusable so that was just you know an idea yeah. and, and i mean full transparency i so i've got the modules i've been going through them very slowly i'm not even remotely in in like a niche like mm -hmm. i pharmaceutical one week you know natural gas the next week i'm doing a uh it's a company called panther vision but they're like headlamps and flashlights like at the end of the month, like I'm all over the map right now. It's more so just like either narrative content or, uh, you know, it's, it's like narrative product or um, like talent acquisition are like the main different videos that I shoot, but they're not like, at least right now, I'm not industry specific, really. It's more so like that style of content is what I typically sell and have success selling. Um, so that's part of it. Like I, I need to figure out what, where the success route is for me, um, to, to like take it to that next level and be intentional with like which clients I book and say yes and no to. I mean, I, I know one thing for sure, like that polo club was so far outside my niche and like what I wanted to shoot that I, that's part of why I'm like relieved to be done with it because it was just not where I wanted to live. So, and the thing is, once once you guys become niche and you and you pick an area, it, the game get a lot easier because you're doing the same things over and over. It gets so much easier. Um, I I'm gonna be honest with you. There used to be a time where I enjoyed showing up to a shoot or or working with a client, and you have to go from ground zero of creativity. Like, I we got to figure all of this out for this client. But I'm going to be honest with you, now that systems and processes are in place and I work with a client and I know exactly like 
you know, I can I can almost it's muscle memory at this point. I can go through it without even thinking about it. And it makes things so much easier because I'm not reinventing the wheel with every client or trying to figure out, you know, everything with every client. It's just it's just a cut and paste system and process, just like any big business. Right. They They don't figure out how to cook your burger when you go to McDonald's. They know what it is. You know what I mean? So it just makes things easier. But it, it, it as you go through module one or stage one, um, it'll definitely go and, and show you why, you know, that's important. And you still won't get stuff that's outside of that that land on your lap. I'm not saying say no to that. Uh, you know, things will land on your lap. You, you're going to get layups, right? So, you know what I'm saying? Take the layup. You know, don't, don't run back out to the three-point line and try to shoot it unless you're playing like Golden State. But take the layup and, uh, and you know, but once you get everything where it's just because it's easier to train people, it's easier to put people in a position where it's just so it's it's just a system. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I can pluck this part out and put somebody else in. It's so much easier than yeah, me that's having where to. It's a little tricky for me in terms mm-hmm. of like figuring out a niche because so like my whole business model is is basically like an agency that just employs freelancers, but I've got freelancers that sometimes it's me on set more and more. It's not me on set anymore. And That's I'm where I'm at. Bringing it out. Um, but I've got freelancers that like they excel at this or they crush this style of content or to where the, how we're kind of tailoring it is, is like almost leaning into the, the fact that we are mainly freelancer based. Like I, I kind of, fought with whether I keep that hidden and under wraps, but um, there was always a lot of my clients felt like an appeal to freelancers in the sense that they're like always pushing creatively and agencies sometimes felt stagnant or a little like lax when it comes to, to the creative. And I mean, I kind of bridged it in saying that like, Hey, you still have this, this like, uh, freelancer network that's like pushing themselves creatively uh, and like staying on staying current with trends and things like that. But you have an agency backing because a lot of these companies have also been burned by freelancers right. or one man band operations. So like saying you have like the security of an agency, but you have the, the um, just the create creative spin and like the current trends. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I used to, I used to do that. I, I, I'm, I'm totally the opposite way. I'm gonna tell you why. Um, a few reasons. Freelance. When you talk freelance, people think hourly, right? They think expendable. They think substitute teacher. Compared to a company that focuses on what they need, they think results. So I don't even want you to get you caught in the idea of thinking of creativity for who's doing it. Who cares? I want you to know that you have a company that specializes in exactly what you need. That's why we re- we're reassuringly expensive. Freelance me freelance to a lot of people. It got the word free in it. It's, it, it feels on the cheaper side. You know what I mean? So I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to present myself as a team of individuals who may have a big range of a skill set. I want to present myself as a team of specialists. We're a team of snipers. We're going to end the war with one bullet. You know what I'm saying? So so big companies who really, really want results, and, and those are the ones you want. Those are going to be your biggest investors, result-driven mm-hmm. clients instead of creative-driven clients. Cre- 
And the thing is, it's a lot harder to nail what a client think is creative. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a lot. I can say, hey, I want you to shoot a video of this dog. You can bring me back 10 videos. I can say, uh, I don't I don't know if I like it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Um, and when it's freelancers, they're thinking, just keep running the tab up until we run out of budget and we'll figure it out. Whereas we are the specialists, you know, we understand what the results need to be. And this is the prescription that we write because you want to do X, Y, and Z. This is the content that will do that. Instead of saying, we're going to be creative and try to figure it out. I don't even, I don't want to get in a, because you can have a, it, it eliminates clients. It eliminates two things. One, you take the power. You're the doctor, right? You, you are the one who is writing the prescription, right? If you say you want these results and, I, and you're focused on these results, let me figure out how we get there. And because I specialize in getting these results, the prescription I write, you're going you're gonna to take two in the morning. And, you, you know, you're gonna, if I tell you to take two pills a day, you're going to take two pills a day. And we will be there. Whereas trying to be creative and selling the idea of creativity doesn't always equal results. So it's only, so I can't, I can't be as great or charge as much selling creativity. And I want you to think of, think of it in the mind of if you hired a contract to add an addition to your house and he like, we're not going to really go over plans. We're just going to be creative and just design. I don't want that. I want results. I want to know the square footage. I want to know materials. I want to know what the results will be. I want to know that this addition to my house will, will withstand temperatures, moisture, everything. I want results. And I'm willing to pay for results. I'm willing to gamble on creativity. So, and, and it's just, because in the beginning, that was one thing that, that I pushed. Um, it was it was driven by my 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 old term used to be driven by passion, something like it was driven by passion, something like that. But when I when I changed when I bent the corner and says okay, B two B is all about results. I'm I'm here for results. It just it, things changed for me. Things changed fast. Um, what I got paid per job went up a lot, um, and also my job got easier because I didn't have to fight with a client because they they felt like something wasn't as visually pleasing uh mm -hmm. or it wasn't as you know what i'm saying I, it wasn't our, we we're not here with the client i feel like we're not here for to be an artist which we, we feel like what we do is creative um it, we didn't have that fight about the prettiness or the artistic side of it it was strictly about the results and if it delivered the results I had them forever. You know what I'm saying? I had them forever. Whereas with freelancers, they may fall in love with what one of your freelancers do over the other. And then they're going to that person directly and they'll mm -hmm. cut you out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or they feel like, Oh, well we had a group of freelancers. Well, you know what? I'm just going to go to Thumbtack and just pitch this to a group of freelancers. I'll have the same result. I'm just going to get a group of photographers in a room and see who can give me a result. I don't want, I don't want a client to feel like that's the solution. I want a client to know that we specialize in this. And if you want it done right, we're the company to call. 
I don't mm-hmm. ever want you to fall in love with one of our freelancers. Cause because that's what happened. They say, Oh, you 10,000? Maybe I can call that freelancer up and offer him six. Mm-hmm. And he'll do it. Right. You know what I mean? The free Yeah, and I think I think that's like because I initially like so our we're like along the same lines with with like messaging. Like we say it's great to have engaging visuals. Mm-hmm. It's important to have strategy. It's best to have both. And uh, our other like tag that we've been working is empowering brands to be both noticed and heard that today's companies can be legendary or forgotten. And what do you want your brand to be? Um, I think it's more so on like the private, like the salesy side when like when I got to call people and close, I am quick to jump to that like stupid, like, Oh yeah, we got like the best people tailored fit for you. And it's more, so, I mean, luckily it's, it's still worked. But uh, I think I think you're spot on that it's like the wrong approach. Like I don't need to add the part that oh yeah they're they're like I don't want to lose a client. I don't want to yeah. lose a client because they don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want a client to say yeah I know you went to this great length to do this. I just don't like it regardless of the results that it may provide. I'd rather you right. be hung up on the results before you fall. Cause, cause I've had clients who were damaging to themselves because they had this dumb idea, man. I want like, I'll give you an example. I had a, in the beginning when I was everywhere, um, we had a client that had, um, a, like a, I don't want to say it's a halfway house. It was a recovery house for, um, for for people who recovering from substance abuse. Um, and he had this idea to show the house like MTV Cribs. I want to show the video. I want to show MTV Cribs. I wanted you to meet me at the door and follow me and walk through. And I want to, you know, I want to show I'm playing pool. And, and, and I'm thinking, how is this advertising your ability to help someone get off of a drug just by showing them that you have a cool house? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, you know, that client, and I, I really had to ask the client, he wanted to use music that I don't care if they just sue us, they sue us. I want to open the door to, to UGK and I, I'm serious. So, so my, my back and forth with the client was what result do you want to happen from this video? Because I can shoot that. That seems cool. But what result do you want to happen? And is that is the result more important than the video? Or do you just want a cool video? Let me know. I'm either way, I'm whatever you want, we're going to make happen. But I don't want to create this and it don't get the result that you have in mind. But it's your cool idea. Because you'll never come back to me. You'll never refer me. If I get you results, you'll refer me way more than my ability to create a video that you think is cool and, and pushing the creativity side, you're going to have a lot of clients with, you know, that want something flashy and crazy that does nothing for them. You know, so, so that was a client where I really had, and I, and you know what? We shot two videos for that client. We shot the, the cribs video. And then we shot the idea of the video that I had. You know, that was designed to help um, people who are struggling with substance abuse choose their location. Because the way it works is people, the state pay for it. You got to choose where you want to go. 
He thought because we had pool tables and cool rooms and everybody here is cool. It's a bunch of bros. Yeah, that people would choose it. But the truth is his target audience didn't they didn't value that. He just spent a lot of money in his house and wanted to show it off. They valued the programs. Um, they value having the ability to get rides to places and having the ability to to get jobs and, and recover more than the fact that he had a marble countertop in the kitchen. More than he had a court in the back. So we shot his video, but I thoroughly explained to him that I this is not the prescription that I would write. You know what I'm saying? I would do X, Y, and Z. So we shot that video. He had it for about six months. And he called me up and said, look, I want to do it your way. This, and I'm like, well, what is your end goal? What, what results do you want? And let me get with my team. And let's come up with a way to market that. And we went, we ended up, we going, we went from, um, you know, a four minute MTV crib style, following him in the house with the gimbal as he, you know, fist bump people that's in different rooms. He had it all laid out. We're gonna fist bump you, and we're gonna come back in the game room, and y'all shooting pool, and everybody. We went from that to more of a testimonial style. You know, with guys saying, hey, I had nothing. I lost it all. This place helped me get back on my feet, and now I'm here. In fact, I don't even live at the house no more. I'm back with my family. I'm doing great things, but I come back to the house to help my brothers. Um, and, and, you know, we create a cycle of people who we help along the journey who come back. You know, things like that. So when we shot it that way, and it was way boring compared to what we shot before in his eyes, because he wanted music and, you know what I mean? It was boring. It was shorter. Once we shot that, he started seeing results. People wanted to be there. Um, and so so that's why I don't, that was one of the key times in my in my career where I was like, you know what? Creativity will never beat results unless I'm doing a music video. And even music videos is marketing material for the music. So it, it was just, so that's why I say be really careful with it um, because, you know, somebody can have a better reel than you and say, I'm more creative than you. And then what, how do you compete with that price? All you can do from that is say, well, you are more creative than me. I'm cheaper. You know what I'm saying? That's the only, that's the only place you can go when it comes to cricket. And, and then the, the idea of being creative is in the eye of the beholder. Right. Mm -hmm. You may be too flashy for an older guy and not flashy enough for a younger guy. You know what I mean? Like it's a huge difference between a, a older guy music video that's, you know, playing a saxophone and a younger guy music video that's rapping. Like it's just two different who's more creative. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's the slippery slope um, with with selling creativity, because everybody with a camera feel like they have some level of creativity, like everybody with a camera feel like they're an artist. You know what I'm saying? So it's just difficult, especially when you're, especially when the idea is to sell a stable of different creatives. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody they're gonna try to pluck one. They're gonna try to pluck one and say, "I can just let me cut out the middleman." Same thing happened when somebody hire a temp service, and they send you know temps over to work. If they like a temp, they making them a permanent. Hey, we're cutting out the middleman. Come on over and work with us. And it's going to happen over and over again. So that's that, those are things that you just have to be careful when you have that approach. I'm not saying it won't work. It's going to work in a lot of cases. 
it may work enough where you feel like it's enough to swing from rope to rope money wise. But I promise you, when you go be a specialist in, in something and you, you build the brand around specializing in something, you'll be able to charge a lot more and it'll get a whole lot more consistent because everything about the brand say we we fix this problem. You know what I'm saying? Just like plumbers, you go to their website, we fix pipes, period. Call us, you know, a, a heating and cooling companies, you know, we heating and cooling is what we do. If you if your if your AC or your furnace is not working, that's the problem we fix. We provide results. When we leave, you're going to be back in the heat or cool like you want to be. And 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 you know, they get a ton of client, ton of customers doing that. So, um th- those are things that, you know, as you go through the modules, it's going to kind of lay out um for you the importance of it um because Think about it. Like, even if we, let's say we brought in a marketing company. Let's say I gave you a $10,000 marketing budget right now and we brought in a marketing company and they wanted to market your brand. If you say, they said, well, what do you do best? What are your leading things? If you say creativity, they'll be like, how do we market, how do we market this? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we market your ability to be creative in a competitive industry, people aren't, people don't, when they search for content creators, they, they usually aren't searching for the most creative. You know what I'm saying? There's, they have a problem that they need fixed. So it's just difficult putting money behind um, the, the idea to market it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's hard to catch a client who, who key selling feature or buying feature is somebody that's creative. Not saying it don't exist. It's just difficult to do where it's a lot easier to catch a dentist who need training videos. I can determine that a person is a dentist or I can determine that a person is in the medical field that's searching for help with training videos, or I can appeal to them by, by creating marketing that says training videos and put it in front of dentists and, and snag enough of them to consistently work where it's difficult for me to put content in front of somebody who's looking for the most creative and snag them. You know what I'm saying? Because it's in the eye of the beholder. They may see your stuff and be like, that ain't really my idea of creativity to the point where I want to pay them for it. Plus it's easier to identify somebody that needs training videos way earlier in the buying process. You know what I'm saying? Um, than it is to hire somebody who needs somebody to be creative to finish a project. So it's just a lot of stuff that line up um, with the idea of being a specialist. You make your marketing a lot easier. Your conversion rate will go through the roof. um, And then your job gets easier. And then you're making more money. Your shoots are easier. You got systems and processes filling these blanks and we got a script. You know what I'm saying? So the whole process get easier in your life. Because that's the, the goal with business is to do as least amount of pos- as possible, as fast as possible, and make the most money. Period. Every brand you know is trying to get leaner, faster, slimmer. Period. That's how you, I don't care how much you love it. I love it to death. I don't, if I can shoot something in two hours instead of a day, I'm going to shoot it in two hours. Because I want to go do what I want to do. And I spend the money I just made. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's why I say that is so important. And I, I want to spend a little time, you know, because because often we have things that may make us some money and we feel like it's the right thing. But I promise you, the money that that 
that it makes will be side change to what you'll make by specializing in something. You're still going to get that bread. It's still going to fall on your lap for sure. But when you specialize in something, you're going to have so much money coming in that you, like I turn away a lot of jobs that are outside of my niche, not because I don't want to do them, but because I can't justify the price point I want. And the time I spend there, I could be making triple that. So I'm, I'm, I make some money referring it, you know, if anything. Um, so that's something that, you know, is, is very important, especially you guys who have, have been in business and been doing this for a year or two. Those are the, the moments where I say, when you go through the modules, you're going to hate me because you got to rip up. You're going to rip up a lot to rebuild it. You're going to hate me before you love me. Stages. Facts. So as you go through it, you're going to be like, man, this guy, you know, man. And then you're going to hate me. You're going to cuss me out. You're going to send me emails. You're going to talk about my mama, everything. You're going to say, oh, you got some hands for me, everything. And then you're going to go through it and then rebuild it and be like, oh. So, and and, I, and let me say this too real quick before I, before I move on. Um, I was exactly where you were. I was exactly there. And I was like, I got something. It's working. We're going to stick with it. I was exactly there because my whole page was built on how passionate we are, how creative Flash Phone Media is. We're, we're, we're passionate creatives who love what we do. Hire us because we love what we do. And I had a client tell me, I don't care. <laughs> I need results. And I was like, damn, like, I don't care how your day is. I don't care if you love your camera. I don't care if you sleep next to your camera, if you kiss it. If you dress it up and put lipstick on the lens, I don't care. You know what I care about? Spending 30000 and making 100000 If you can do that, I don't care. And that's when I noticed, the, the, I mean, it's business, right? It's just, it's just business. You know, it's just, when you get with people who they're about their money, all the, everything else is, you you learn to realize, and, and we've been taught to be so, being not money hungry, but caring about money is so taboo. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been taught that rich people are bad and you shouldn't be caring about money and you should have other things other than money, but there's not a business on this planet that don't put profit first. If they are, they're out of business or they, or there's somebody, you know, who got a DBA or an LLC just because. And even they, churches. yeah, even churches care about money. So cash rule everything around me. Like, and it's just, you know, it's just, you can look at it and like, I used to feel bad. Like, man, these people are, these people are, but they about their bread, period. And if you go in there and you, and you present your services to stroke that ego, oh, you're going to get paid. You're going to get, you're going to make a lot of money if you stroke that ego instead of the, instead of the creative side. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, I just wanted to put that out there because I, I've been there. I I feel you. Um, and you know, it, we, we, we as content creators value creativity on a personal level. We, you know, I care about it on a personal level. Businesses don't, you know what I'm saying? So just be careful. Um, especially with the, with the, uh, freelancer approach, because they going they gonna pluck and pull. But they're going to cut out the middle, man. I can make more profit. I can make the same amount of profit with this content and pay less by just working directly with John and keep coming here. I'm going to work with John. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of where, where you're saying where I'm sitting back. I'm, I'm the drug dealer that don't touch the drugs as much. You know what I'm saying? Unless I want to. Right. Uh, 
But everybody that represents me represents Flash Film Academy. I'm Flash Film Media. They don't represent any freelancers. This is our team. If you want it done right, you contact us. Anybody I bring to your establishment can do what I promised. Anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, just just be a little careful because clients will pluck. Or mm-hmm. you'll get freelancers leave and call them up and say, hey, I used to work with such and such. I'm I'm doing my own thing now. Hey, listen here. Uh, what was he charging you? I can do it for less. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why you, hey, why they stop calling me? Like, that's weird. I, we had that account for three years. John quit this year, and now I don't hear from this client. And then you look up, and they're still putting out content. And John's ass is rolling in the dough. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm sure other people have gone through it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not the only person here that's gone through it. If you at that at that stage, um, but just you know, it's just I, I would rather tell you about it here than you to face that you know firsthand because it sucks. You know what I'm saying? But that's a good, yeah. good, good W's, good L's, good lessons. Um, and I think that's something that you know, there's a lot of people listening that was gonna go that route. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, maybe. Maybe we should change a little things. So, you know, I think um, I think that's an important lesson. Um, and, and I think it it's more around understanding the client more and just giving them what they want. Because that's how you that that's how you be valuable. You know, they'll pay more if you understand what they want. You know what I'm saying? You, you there, there is not a way for me to present the idea of creativity that. I can charge more for, you know what I'm saying? Other than saying I can add another camera or we can add a slot. There's, it's just difficult for me to bottle up levels of creativity to, go, to make the price. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. This point be what I want it to be. I can do it with results. It's just hard to do it with creativity, but yeah. Um... Might say still changing, not chasing. Oh, people just talking in the chat. Okay. Yeah, but I would love to know. Just keep me posted on things. You know what I'm saying? As, yeah, I, as you I grow. guess I am curious. So, mm-hmm. because the one thing, and I know I've I've been eating up a lot of time. No, but, it's, um, it's me talking. You good, bro? Like in terms of in terms of like niche, like would you say that like it needs to necessarily, and I know some of this is in the module too that I need to dive into further, but can it also be a bit like, because I'm looking at it from like a live stream at a, like a corporate level perspective to where I'm already like looking at, I'm going to either have to probably do a DBA and change up or have a separate brand or something to just hone in only on that. Because I think that is the, the it eliminates the gatekeepers a little bit because you're like you're in this live stream with the entire c-suite like instantly and mm-hmm. if you leave a good uh impression that can lead to other things and i've already found that to be true would you say that like you don't necessarily need to be industry specific if it's a more like niche service that you're providing like can you be a specific I, niche in terms of service but i say like, be be industry specific Mm-hmm. That's more value. So let's let me give you an example. If you live stream for my kids' football game and you live stream for my corporate, let's say we're doing, uh, you know, we're a restaurant chain doing award ceremonies. Those are two different live streams. I, I'm not going to trust you to do this if you do that. Mm-hmm. Or 
I guess I'm thinking like if it's if it's like at the corporate level, like like we don't do rinky dink. Like I, I'm not even like because I I know this other group like they do like real small like college graduate. Like I'm not messing with that. But like if it's like corporate town hall or like state of like sales kickoff, like SKOs or GKOs or you know those types of events that they're doing at that level. I guess I'm just trying to figure out like because if I do those at like a high level and, and really well, then do I need to get down to that industry level versus like, okay, well, you're a, you know, X, you know, you're as long as they're at that corporate, like high tier level, does it matter if they're in tech versus, you know, pharma or something like that? Yes. Because if they're in tech versus pharma, you can have a conversation with them and speak their language. Nothing will nothing will make a client buy more from you than to go to your website and see what they need done over and over again. If you want to make sales easy, and this is for everybody, this is, a, this is a, a, a gym drop. If you want to sell less and just book clients, provide them with proof that this is all you do and you've been doing it well. They will just they will say, when are you available? What's the cost? Let's go. Especially if they see their competition in your stuff. They will pull the trigger. Oh, they're using you? And they're using you? And they're using you? It'll also justify your price. Because when your price is more than they want to spend, and and their competition is doing it, they feel obligated to do it. In fact, they may say, I'm going to outdo what they did. You know, oh, they got the they got the $60,000 project product. I want the $80,000. I don't even, we got it. We got to crush them guys. So there you are with four companies that, that are competing with each other, that spending more every time to outdo each other. What they doing over there? I want, we got to do more. So, and it happens way more than you think. There is nothing like your client having the ability to come to your website and see companies they know. That's why they, I, I've worked with a ton of clients. I only put the clients that you recognize on my page. I only put, even if it's outside the niche, I did it before. If it's companies you recognize, they're there. So you, you staying within a niche really helps because it'll make sales a whole lot easier. Your conversion rate will triple you, by, by having clients within the same niche. And it's no guesswork, right? The biggest thing about what we do as content creators is Companies that hire us feel like they're guessing. We hope that you can do it. Uh, we we need somebody that can, maybe you can. If they see proof, if I'm punching them in the face with proof and I'm mixing in their competitors, it's a no-brainer. It's not a matter of if you can do it. It's a matter of what all can you do. And that is where we want to leave our client, and that's where we want our conversion rates to be. If, listen, I'm telling you now, if you're doing a lot of selling, if you got to convince your client that we can do this and we got the highest quality and we, and your, your brand is not where it needs to be. If you got to sell, your brand is not there. Coca-Cola don't got to sell you no more on the taste of Coca-Cola. You see it, you do it, you get it. They can come out with whatever. And they're really good. Gatorade don't have to sell you on the idea that it is a sports drink. So a uh, quick interjection yeah. there. Uh, Ty, mm-hmm. you told me this about a year and a half ago, and um, 
it it pertains to this directly because I was trying to do exactly the same thing. And you asked me a question because I not only wanted to do the VR stuff, of course, I have a history of doing all these other things, you know, magazine stuff, car stuff, all that kind of stuff. And I tried to put it all together. And you asked me if I had the marketing budget to do separate websites that too. and separate uh, marketing campaigns for each one of those things. Because you have to be a specialist in each one. You have to have a separate website in each one. And you have to be the SME for each one. And it's hurt me. It's just, I don't even call it a throat punch. It was a gut punch because I've had to narrow it down to one. And even though every now and again, I, I think I've mentioned on here a couple of times, if I do a wedding, it's a strategic wedding. When I do it, somebody asked me, they didn't check the website. It's because they're an existing client. They know that I can do the job. And they say, hey, by the way, can you do this? Oh, well, this is the, this is the um, CIO of Equifax. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to do the CIO of Equifax because I'm going to be around a whole lot of people and uh, I'll be happy to do that. But other than that, there's no mention of weddings or anything like that on my site. There's no mention of that stuff because, and I'm not going after them anymore. I spent a lot of time and effort going after them back in the day. Remember, Marcus, I was doing the wedding guide. I was doing the, I, I, I went and did campaigns with us. I said, nope, no more. So, man, it hurts. And I'm not saying don't do it. You can do it on the side, but it's kind of like, kind of like having something on the side, man. Just don't advertise it. Because you can you can have you can get one niche, let's say, and I'm gonna use this for example because I've been using it, dentist, right? You could say, I wanna go after dentists. You still gotta create four landing pages for dentists. Cause you got female dentists, you got older dentists, you got younger dentists. You you maybe you can get in from the gatekeeper to dental assistance. We're not talking about hygienists, we're not talking about orthodontists. We're not talking about none of them stuff. People who specialize in just dentures and just on dentists alone, you're going to have to target three different target audiences. Mm. That's, that's ad revenue. What works for a female dentist may not work for a male dentist. They overlap somewhat a little bit. You got to find a sweet spot to try to figure out what one thing works. I'm sure there's a product or a brand that you follow that have multiple commercials for the same product. They're designed. I'm gonna give you an example. I'm gonna give you a great example who do this well, right? That everybody has experienced, but they don't know why they experienced it. Netflix, right? Go to Netflix and look and scroll through horror movie, right? I guarantee you, you see the same movie with three different thumbnails. Because they know each thumbnail is designed to target a certain audience. You could scroll through. I promise you, go try this today. Go on Netflix. You, you can be, it can be an old movie, a new movie. You'll see multiple thumbnails for that movie. Each thumbnail is designed to target a specific type of person. They're A-B testing it to see which one you like. And all of the thumbnails will start to be within that same style. You can go to your friend's house and they'll have the same movie and be like, why your thumbnail different, bro? Why RoboCop look different on yours than they do on mine? They are notorious for this. But they understand who you are as a person to get you to click on that movie to watch the trailer. It's crazy. One day I noticed it like, man, I just, 
Why does this look different? They have multiple thumbnails per movie that's designed to change for people that want to see stars' faces, right? People that want to see colors. Whatever their algorithm is, they've, they've learned that certain people react to certain things differently. Certain people want to see, you know, Tom Cruise with the gun running towards, you know, some people want to see the planes, you know, it depends on what you want to see. They'll show you, they usually have two to three different thumbnails for each title that they have on. there. It's crazy when you, when I break it down to you, like when you go back and look, just if you got a list of my list, keep scrolling till it ends and come back and watch. You're like, what is this? I just passed it. How do, I got it again with a different thumbnail. That's crazy. But they understand their, their target audience. So just pay attention to that. And you're going to be like, wow, I never thought about that. But they have the data to know exactly where your mouse is, everything. Um, so even if you have one niche, it's still some work to be done in that one niche to understand who your target audience is. Because I promise you, when you have that information, that's why beta testing is so important. But when you have that information, you're going to start batting at a higher rate because you know who you're talking to. You know what I'm saying? Little stuff. Copy, right? If I got an older audience, they're not going to respond to yo. They may respond to hey, hi. Then yo may turn them off. If I'm selling rap stuff, I'm like, bro, this what you know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to know your audience. The way you talk to a person buying, you know, a, a Migos ticket is completely different than somebody you talk to that's buying a Taylor Swift ticket. The way you approach them is different. It's just, so when it, come into, when it comes to business, it's very important that you really double down on what you do and who you're doing it for and the results that you provide them. Because... The results, what, what they value is different. One person value this over that. And if I'm telling you, if you're in Alaska and I'm selling you ice, you don't care. If you're in a desert and I'm selling you ice, you care. I need to know which one I'm talking to and then what to sell. In Alaska, I'm selling hot water. When we go to the desert, we're chilling it. I'm selling cold water. But I need to know. I, I can't sell warm water to both. Both of them don't care. They, warm water, okay, whatever. It ain't that big of a deal. I'm not willing to spend a lot of money. I'll spend a whole lot more money for that same water if it's cold in a hot place. You know what I'm saying? But I understand who I'm selling to. So that 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 is the key to, to business. When you want to grow it, like when you want to make more money than you can fathom, usually the, the area that, that don't happen is the discipline area and sticking to your guns and choosing my niche my target audience and building my brand to talk to them. When you, everybody, when you, everything for everybody, you're just cheap. Everybody here, when we want it done right, we get it specially. We want it, we want it done cheap. We go to Walmart. If you want, if you want to learn about paints, the right paint for your house, the, the base coat that need to go down, whether I want matte or a, a, you know, a shiny finish, whether I want something that the kids can make a mistake and write on with a pencil, I'm going to Sherman Williams. I'm going to the store. I'm going to, cause I know I'm, I'm going to be in the paint section at Walmart. Somebody like, I don't know. 
we can make whatever color you find over there, but I don't really know. You go to Home Depot, it gets a little better. You get more of a specialist. It's level two, but if I want the best, I'm going to go to a Sherman Williams store or a True Value or whoever sells just paint. I'm going to spend a little more, but when I leave there, I'm going to leave that store knowing I have a cart full of what I need to do the job. There is mm-hmm. no second guessing. I got the base paint. I got the primer, the base paint, the top coat, the clear, whatever. I got it all. I, You know, this will last me 10 years. I got the right rollers. I got everything. The right tape that won't peel off. I got everything. I understand how to protect my carpet in the room I'm painting. I have everything I need. I even got the tools to clean my rollers so that I can reuse them. I got everything. I wouldn't have got that at Walmart. I may get it at Home Depot. I'm definitely going to get it at Sherman Williams or whatever paint store you choose. So we want to, it's more expensive there. It's going to be 30% more than Home Depot and 50% more than Walmart. As a business, who do you want to be? Do you want to have to have a big store and carry everything like Walmart? Do you want to specialize in home improvement and have a department like Home Depot? Or do you want to be the specialist that's making more per paint can who got a team full of full of, full of of killers, uh, you know, like the paint store? So those are things that is so important that as we look at building our brand, um, any any when you go to school for business, they're going to tell you, you got to decide where you want to be in the market and then you have to go after it. But, you know, it, it it pays to be, if I want to work smarter, if I'm a one-man band, I want to do less work and make more money from a smaller company. Mm-hmm. I want to make less, I want to do, I want to make more money, do less work. I want to be Sherman Williams. Period. So those are things that stages or modules gonna, it's going to punch you in the throat. It's going to hurt a little bit, but these are things that I had to realize. And, and I'm going to tell you, the way I got to this was from mentors. Um, I had the ability to be around a lot of CEOs. Um, you know, I had the ability to chop it up with the CEO of AT&T, the CEO of JCPenney, CEO of TGI Fridays, the CEO of Dell. And those guys make it a point to stay in their lane. We don't even want to enter this market unless we have the money to dedicate a lot to that. To that. You know what I'm saying? They got the money to do it. They got billions of dollars to, to build a team you know, look at Apple. They they had a team for the last five years building the, the Apple Vision, the VR, AR thing. So when they stepped out, they killed it. They got the money to do it. They can print money. But so as a small company, specializing, special, be a specialist, make more money, do less work, make more money off less projects. Sorry about that super long answer, Nathan, but I, I think it's important that uh, it, that was something that held me back for two, three years. I hired three mentors. They all said the same thing. You do too much. And I didn't get it. I didn't I was like, well, a, why am I going to do less to make that don't make sense? You fired next. You do too much. Huh? I, I, it was something that I had to be. And I'm just being real with y'all. Like I spent thousands of dollars on different mentors that slapped me with the same punch. I didn't learn how to duck over and over again. And I thought it was them. That's, that's just where I was. Like, how dare you? I'm, I'm, I'm a beast at everything. How dare you tell me to do less? You don't know what you're talking about. Next. And it would be the same thing. It would be deja vu. And you got to realize by person number three, it's me. So, and it was, it was hard. It was not easy. 
discipline is the hardest part of this. It's the it's the make or break. Like your ability to be disciplined determines whether you make thirty, forty thousand a year or four hundred thousand a year. If I could pick one thing with everybody, it's your discipline. Some people got it, and and they come on here every week, and they and they wins get bigger, and they and they sales get more consistent, and they go from up and down to more of a smooth line. Some people don't, and they're like, I don't get it. I don't understand why I'm not having the success that others are having. It's one thing. It's discipline. That's it. How bad do you want it? When you want it as bad as you want to breathe, you're going to focus. You know what I'm saying? So that for me, and I'm not speaking, you know, on any of you guys, I'm saying, I'm just being real with y'all. Like that, it kicked my ass, bro. I'm just, it took me two years to just be disciplined. And when I did, when I got rid of the fear of, if I don't do everything, I can't get everybody money. When I started being a sharp knife and being a sniper, man, it took off for me. And it got easier. And the game slowed down and the money came in. And I went from 12 to 2,000 a job. I started getting them 20s, 40s, 60s. I got $100,000 a year client. Actually, $100,000 every six months. That's just one client. Nobody else, I don't fear competition because nobody's smart enough to say we specialize in this. Everybody's saying, everybody generalist. They know we're giving these guys 110,000 every six months because they do the, the, the results that they provide pay for themselves. So, you know, I just want to kind of, that's just a, super important, man. I wish that, I wish that I was, I, I'm not going to say I wish somebody told me earlier because they did. I wish that I would have received it earlier because I would have been further. I'm just going to be real with you. I would be further along. So, you know, um, who else had their hand up? Marcus, you up next, bro. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? Uh, real quick, real quick before you get started. If you got a win or a W uh, after Carlos, I'm going to turn it over to Marcus. So make sure you get your hands up. Go for it, bro. Every time, <laughs> I gotta get you. I gotta get the important Sorry for updates. My you good. Um, things are going good. Got some L's this week, um, which is good. It's okay. It's learning. Absolutely. Um, and it goes back to what we were talking about um, last week of when we talking about when you're giving the proposal making them sign there. Otherwise they beating feet everywhere and 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 doing stuff and not giving them an opportunity to leave. So I uh, had another client it's like, oh we don't know if we want to do it. Okay. Meaning I'm not showing enough value. I'm not niching down hard enough in providing demo reel contact, proof of concept, uh, not coming in with the correct business cards, correct, all of those stages. So in that, it's a little sour uh, in in the mouth, but um, that's the reason why I have said cup. Um, (laughs) Let me ask you a question. Cause that, cause what are they throwing out any objections? Or are they just saying we're not ready to move forward? They're not ready to move forward yet. Right. They don't have the finances currently. 
which still leaves the door open. However, from now until the said time when we re redo that conversation, I need to ensure that I am in position. Because value, value will make you find the funds. Value will make you, if somebody said, give me a 20 and I give you a hundred, you can have no money to your name. You're going to find $20. Value will make you do it. And, and you're right. So it's about, it's about showing value. You're absolutely right. In that, uh, got that one. Um, uh, that, uh, Opus clip thing, that video AI, I tried it out. That was dope. Mm, yes. made life easy How do you, made real life real real easy did you get good results from it decent okay um but it's in the eye of the beholder right right, right. um your method for where you're at in texas is different than where i would be at mm -hmm. uh, i haven't heard any back from anything back from the client yet but the client should be ecstatic so i took some old footage that we had and i was like throw it in there and let's see what it spits out. And it gave me 13 videos. And I was like, all right, here, beta client. So um, seeing what, if he likes it, if he doesn't like it, whatnot, it's like, okay, all right, we'll see how this goes. But um, I've been getting more feedback. So this is my W um, and a lesson is I'm getting more and more feedback in my area of there's not enough marketing. There's not enough advertising in my area. But how does that translate if you're not on Facebook? How do we get that going? How how does that okay? Well, radio, how many people really listen to the radio nowadays? They listen to their phone via Bluetooth, mm -hmm. right? Unless they're old. And that's where there's no Facebook though. Well, like, I'm saying if if there's no Facebook and there's no radio, eliminate those two. How this is where the lesson comes in is how do we get the message out if those two are eliminated? Why no Facebook though? On purpose. Like won't do Facebook or like no, no, he's just saying what if what if they went a route other than like like the clients oh. yeah, the client got a Facebook page, they feel like they posting, you know a client, I'm posting every it's not marketing, but what other methods are you using? He's not saying that don't use, he's just saying what other No, no, no. I'm saying it in a test format. Right, right. If I can't use the newspaper, if I can't use the radio, if I can't use Facebook, how is my stuff that I'm creating, how is it going to get out to everybody in my area? How are we going to do that? And, and, and I don't need to answer. I don't, I don't need to answer currently. The lesson is, is me thinking getting me out it made me get outside of my box and started the flow of oh i love to do this again i got stagnant in what i was doing i got tunnel visioned in one area i need to be tunnel visioned in niche yes however comma i still need to have the balance of being able to to do and that's before you get i know loki you're gonna get you Marketing, awesome, wonderful, love you. You're my guy. However, for me, non-marketing-ish guy, not as good as most people in this room, right? Not the greatest videographer in this room, not the greatest photographer in this room. Could I compete? Absolutely. However, it's in the eye of the beholder. But if those things were out of the way, 
those three areas, how would my content for them get out? Okay, yeah, Instagram, um, their website. How many people are getting to their website? Is there a video LED um, wall in my area? Absolutely not. There's not. They, we have old school signs. There's like three of them. Um, so that means there might have to be potential of doing that to create what we want. But then how do they get it? I'm thinking if all of that goes away, do I have an effective way if I have a client who has significant money who doesn't like those areas? How can I reach them? Oh, and how can I go from that position and share you, with them you, those areas that they need to be in? So well, you're saying if all social media disappeared and TV and radio, like all conventional programmatic and non-programmatic disappeared, what would you do, right? And tie correct. Oh, my thing yeah. is, as as the doctor that's writing the prescription, I don't care if you don't like Facebook, your ass need to be on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's <laughs> I'm taking the power and saying... Okay, understand because we specialize in reaching your target audience. You're gonna listen to me. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm, that's how I'm talking to the client. And regardless of how you feel, Mr. Client, about these platforms, the people that's looking for what you have to offer are on these platforms. Now, right there, yeah. I'm gonna interject. Go ahead. That that train of thought was never in my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah I feel you. I now, feel, yeah, yeah, now. New door unlocked. Yep. Huh? yep. And, and that's and 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 I want you all to understand that this level of confidence develops from being a specialist. You know what I'm saying? Like it, the, me saying I know what we can do for businesses like yours. In fact, we've had clients who weren't computer guys and didn't know about this, and we were and we were their bridge into today, not even the future to allow them to bring in clients using these avenues. And and your client is no longer in the yellow pages, Mr. Mr. A A A A A A Plumbing. They're online now. So I am your key to the future. Here's your prescription. We have the answer. It's the yeah. Flintstone vitamins. That's right. That's, that, that's <laughs> But that are, but that's the mindset that, again that comes from being the drug dealer just saying, here go a video. Do what you want to do with it. A doctor but, is writing a prescription. But you but in that. Go ahead, go ahead. But in that, how simplistic you're saying it, sometimes the complexity of what we do surpasses the simple application of a simple result. Yeah, it's our job to make it simple, stupid for the client. You know that term, army term. Make it simple, stupid. Make it eighth grade level. It's the doctors our, do that too. They get taught to make it eighth grade level too. Yep. They don't tell you all the complex terms. Like, like you'd be surprised what they write down when you like say you're throwing up or that your stomach hurt or you got a headache. They don't write a single one of those words I just said down. Like yep. they do not need to. They work in a different terminology, but they don't need to say it to you because you'd just be like on Google, like, oh, that means nausea. Oh, that mean a headache. Why you just say it like that? Yep. Like, why didn't you just say, you know what I mean? You, so they're gonna have Marcus, if you were in the hood, all you'd have to say is you won't get this money. <laughs> you want that back. But but I mean, but but <laughs> as doctors, and I, and I think Luke sums it up right. As doctors, we're gonna write down the terms and you know, in our mind, but write to down them, we're and you gonna say you throwing up. 
Right. You know what I mean? We're going to dumb like, it down and call it a stomach bug and it's blah, 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 and jite. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. And they want to ask us, we can, we can say, well, this is, it's called, there's a term called blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? But, but again, when we go talk to these people as specialists, it's about your confidence. It's about, yeah, flexicution. It's about, your, but, Trademark. but you got to walk in the I room don't. and say, this is what we do. We help companies like you go from here to here. So I hear what you're saying. This is my prescription for that. And now, the proof is on the website. Absolutely. Proof should be on the website. And my answer to that, like your theory that if like, well, what if all social media platforms went away? There will be another one. Yep. There will be something else. When radio. Of course. Went, there of was course. TV. When TV went bad, there Man. was social media and streaming. So, so my dream of the day when social media dies, because everyone's going to be coming to me. And y'all guys, and, and it's gonna and it's gonna be all on the post office, just how it so, used to be. Let me ask you a question. That I was ever will be because something will come after yeah. social media that. Won't oh no no no! You, 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 you're on, you're on the money. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't even want to go down. I don't even want to go down a rabbit hole of if if and when you know because I I don't think we'll ever be there unless we're in some exactly. major war and our stuff's not working. But are you running into clients, Marcus, that's saying that they they're not there because they don't understand it or? No, I was on a, a call with a dear friend who's kind of like a, a coach, okay. um, wise man. Uh, but he got me thinking of a different perspective. Yeah, of like just getting so, me to the so idea he's of asking of, you. Of but thought. he's just asking you to critically think, Marcus. He's not asking you about uh, about what it's going to take to sell your product to your business client. I'm critically a- thinking is one thing. I'm going to be honest with you. Let me me pump everybody's brakes. So this guy is a a millionaire, doesn't get on Facebook, doesn't listen to the radio. He's like, well, how do I know about all these events? I don't. And I'm like, huh? Because in my area, we got a lot of money here. How do I reach those people? And that's what, when y'all saw me on the camera, I was on the phone call with him before. This is one of my errands I was telling you about. Um, We were actually able to do a phone call instead. And it's like, okay, if I want to reach this person, this type of person, because he hangs out with a, a, a big crowd of, of multimillionaires. What is he like, into? Okay. Golf? Tech. Tech? IT. Pause. You can't be you can't tell me you in tech and you ain't on social media. You you lie. That's all I'm gonna tell you straight up. I'm gonna tell him, I'm gonna treat him like that. But I'm I'm just saying yeah. my thing is more of um, are you so um, let me make sure I'm clear and understand. Are you trying to reach more people like him or are you trying to help him reach more people for his business? Both. OK, because my, my thing is I, I, I want the bridge. I, I love it when clients don't understand social media. Correct. And I want the bridge. Yeah, that's what yeah. I want to present him. Yep. The bridge. Yep. And that's where my train of thought went. It's like, oh, you don't. Oh, and this was little. I'm giving you this while it's still hot on the press of. This is a lesson I didn't think about yep. of an area where this is a problem in my area. And this man's telling me who gives me this information for free. And I'm like, this is right there right now. I need to be a bridge. And I'm going to tell you how to be that bridge in, in very quick, simple terms. It goes back to the last conversation of results over creativity. By using these, listen, Mr. Customer, Mr. Client. Um, by using these methods that you may not be aware of, we're able to provide greater results. Just because you don't know about it don't mean it don't work. 
And just because they don't use it don't mean it don't work. Like right. I know people who are in high security positions who can't have Facebook, et cetera. Like they can't have certain social media because of the type of company they run in the tech world, but they still understand that that's the best marketing to regular people. They understand that there's like 20 of them on the whole planet and everybody else uses social media. Like they get that. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. know. Why would you say about results also. over what? Over creativity. I don't know jujitsu, but I'm pretty sure it works. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Bro, I don't know how to be a Green Beret sniper out of a helicopter, but I'm pretty damn sure it works when they do it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't do mean it. it don't work because I can't. Hey, just saying, Ty. I mean, combative is level one. Yeah, that's some jujitsu. I know a little bit of it. I'm just saying. I, I, I mean, I've seen a 5'2 <laughs> girl slam a 6'5 guy like he was a, a lamb child Ragdoll. multiple times. And I mean, he was giving her everything he had. Now, now hear me, fellas <laughs> and Tommy ladies. Boy, from Tommy Boy, you remember that? You can look up a cow's ass and uh, try and determine the grade of the meat, but why don't you just take the butcher's word for it? God <laughs> damn right. So, Mino, it was not I'm me. Not saying, go for it. Go right. for it, Marcus. That I don't understand what he's saying. Right. You're just trying what to be brave. Saying, I'm thinking from the other side of the bridge now. Yeah, yeah. I get that we need to use Facebook. I get that we need to do that. But I didn't realize the perspective for right, him because right. he's been in a position where he can't have his phone 10 hours of the day, where he can't check social media because he has to pick up the kids, this and a third, but he still wants to be a part of the community. So I'm going to tell and you his, what, what really helps. What really helps in this situation, and this goes for everybody, when you are the subject matter expert and you can walk in and say, this needs to happen. You got to say, I know you're not doing it, but you're missing a lot. And, and if you, if you, you have to have the authority to say that and not just suggest it. And, and by being the authority means we've worked with clients like you before. We work in this industry. We thrive in this industry. We've helped clients become, or companies have more success by doing this. This is what I'm saying we need to do here. I understand what's worked for you. And I have clients that it was in yellow pages and me. Listen, that's great. That worked then. But the new yellow pages is Facebook. The new, and I, and a lot of times I'm going to tell you this is something you can use. I like to take what they're used to and give the current day example of that. It really helps them understand it when you're talking with an older crowd. And I know when you're talking with millionaires who have some success, I'm not going to say you can't tell them nothing, but they're a little more hard-headed because they've had success doing it their way. But they're, they're, they also, because you're there, they realize something has changed. Something ain't right. Something ain't working like it used to work. You know what I'm saying? You can, you know, when, by the time you make it to the doctor's office, something ain't working. You're going to have to take my prescription because you obviously hear because something broke. We're having this conversation because something broke. They are somewhere in the buying process. Stage three, module three, talk about what I, if you identify what stage of the buying process they're in, you know how to feed them, what to feed them. Because certain buying. I haven't said that yet. Okay, yeah. Certain buying me, stages tell you how to how to spoon feed certain stuff. But for me, yeah. being on the call right before my win, yeah. it's I've just opened that different perspective and I want to share it. Not that I don't know it, but 
it's a reminder, which also ignited a, oh, oh, let me go through my notes. Let me go back. Okay. Let me do this for this client. Let me now my, my, my juices are flowing a little bit better of connecting the dots of like, oh, I didn't think of this dot connecting to this guy and this guy. Oh, wait. So before everyone just loves to get on Marcus, I just want to make sure that we're clear in the fact of this was an amazing opportunity that I, I got and I want to share it um, while it's going. Yeah, I appreciate and that. And that's, that's. I'm, and I'm going to tell you also, I'm, I'm a, I appreciate that. I'm going to tell you also what's dope about that. When you decide to make that your target audience, right? You're, that's going to be your number one objection. And when you overcome that objection and you get somebody like that, and that's what I love about fighting the same opponent every time. When they throw that left hook, I got something for this. I got something for this left hook. I'm used to seeing it. I knew you was going to do it. That's all you got. I got a counter that's going to knock you out. And then you start to develop that counter and that counter get better and more efficient. So I love when I get that objection. And when you work with a target audience and that's all they got, you know, I, there's, I'm to the point where I can hear an objection. When I hear certain objections, I know you about to buy from me because I'm going to blow you away. So, so that is important. That is something that's important to learn and understand and have the ability to overcome, especially if that's your target audience and you're going to face that day in and day out. So I, I like that. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that to the table because I think that, we need to think about, you know, how we, when we deal with one client, one type of client, we need to think about the objections that we face and we need to practice overcoming them objections and, and overcoming them confidently. You know what I'm saying? It's like me as the owner of Flash Film Academy, the objection I get a lot from new members is how do I make money? I knew you were going to say that. I knew that's why you joined. Let me tell you, I hear it every day on every comment and every video. How do I make, how do I, how do I get, how do I, I got you. Say less, you mind now. But I think that that's one of the, the key benefits of slimming down and being narrow is by customer three, you know how to effectively overcome this objection and turn them guys into clients. And they, when I say they swallow the hook and trust you, bro, you ever go fishing and a fish swallow the hook? It'd be all in their guts. And you're like, I can't even let you go, bro. You didn't swallow the hook. Like, it ain't even in your jaw. I gotta, I, I've been to rip your guts out trying to, I might just cut the string and just let you live with a hook in your stomach if I want to let you go. Because you swallowed the whole hook. That's how it is. When you, when you reach clients who have objections that you are so used to facing. So I think it's, it's very important that, 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 you know, you noticed that and even shared it with us today. I think it's super important because a lot of us don't strategize that deep. And as you deal with one, you, you know, if you're a batter and you're facing one pitcher, you know what his top pitch is. You know what he like to go to. You know if you got two strikes. You know his favorite pitch is a fastball in the top, in a fastball in the corner. I know it's coming. I, in fact, I put myself in this position because I know when you get two strikes on a guy, you like to go fastball to the corner. Guess what? That's my favorite pitch to hit. And I'm knocking it out the park. 
So I, I think that's I think that's dope. Yeah, you know, over time, and this is something that you will never master if you're everywhere. If you got a bunch of different clients, it's just difficult to do. But when you get slim and you get focused on that target audience, man, and, and you know what? You're going to meet a bunch of millionaires with that objection. You're going to overcome that objection. And now you're going to have a bunch of high paying clients that go back and tell other high paying clients that you're worth every penny. And now you got a string of clients who spend in top dollar. You busy all year. You don't even have time to take on more business because you got a room full of high value clients. It's, it's a great place to be. So I think that's important. I'm, I'm glad that you shared that with us because I think a lot of people who may not be at that stage yet, um, it may be something that you, you probably, you know, you don't care too much about now, but you're going to get in a room and get punched in the face and you're going to remember like, damn, wait a minute. This guy never, he, he don't use social media. How? In 2023? He's a, he's a, he don't use, I got to convince this guy that what we're doing is right, that it works because you don't use it. How do I do that? And I, and, and I think it's important that people, you're going to run into it. There's a lot of people in positions to make decisions that you gonna probably think they don't deserve to be there because they don't use Facebook and never heard of it. I, I ain't trying to get in that. I got people that feel, really think computers is a fad. I ain't, I ain't trying to be all on the internet, trying to do all that internet stuff, man. Come on, man. You need to be. Let me handle it. You ain't got to be the internet guy. Cut the chase. Facts. We'll, we'll just, we'll, you spend a little more, we'll handle it. You just get the clients. That is, that is a turnkey solution. And, and ultimately, that is what luxury is. Luxury items are items that are so comfortable, you don't got to think about it. A high, a high luxury item makes the owner not have to worry about nothing. I don't want to worry about nothing. Cool. I got it. And smart people who, who understand that they don't know stuff, they put smart people in those positions. They hire people who know that stuff. That's just the same reason they're hiring you. They don't know how to film. They don't know how to edit. They don't know how to, you know what I'm saying? They're hiring people to do what they don't want to learn how to do. And, and a lot of times we sell our, our ability to film and shoot and edit. And we forget they don't care about that. They care about results using those tools and methods. So let's sell our ability to deliver results using those tools. That is what they pay, they're, they're paying for. So, and, and so you, a lot of you guys are going to run into that and, and just remember, you know, what we talked about here or go back and watch it again when you run into it, cause you're going to run into it. We, we just assume everybody is so, you know, by the time they hire us, they're just tech savvy. They're not. They're they're still using you know landlines and stuff like they they you know people are these days there used to be a time where buying a smartphone was a choice you know what I'm saying like give me a flip I don't want a smartphone now everybody got smartphones that don't mean everybody's smart I still got friends that text me for the number of Pizza Hut and you didn't skip over Siri Google Alexa everything to text me to ask me a number to something you can find on your damn phone. I like to slap the phone out the hand. Look, Alexa, stop. See, see, they listening. So, this is just how stuff works, man. I got, I got people that still tripped out that, you know, my lights are automated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, huh? 
So just you, you got to remember the world may not be as advanced as you are. Be the bridge for them and charge them for it. Um, what you're telling us, beat is um, uh, is like um, uh, Tony Gwynn against top level, uh, top level pitchers. So uh, I saw this um, this meme, or whatever. It wasn't a meme. It was a, it was some post on Facebook. He faced Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, and Pedro Martinez. 323 times. You know how many times he struck out against them? Three. Three. Yeah. Three. No. And these guys have like a thousand wins between themselves, and they struck him out three stinking times. Know thy opponent. Like, yeah. Great coaches know know the opponent. They they research. They know Bill Belichick know everything about your defense. They know when your linebackers blitzing because he keep looking down. He got they know tendencies. They know it all. You you can look at, you know, tendencies of players and they study other, like when you look at great players, like who was it? Sherman, um was the cornerback played for Seattle, then he played for the 49ers. Oh, Richard, Richard Sherman. If you listen to his interviews, right, and just think like, man, or Deion Sanders will tell you, I knew when the quarterback did such and such, when his hips went that, I knew what he was going with the ball. So I can get it like you'll be like, Well, I didn't even think about that. Like how are you even Kobe Bryant? You listen to Kobe Bryant or you listen to LeBron James. He'll tell you about Golden State ran this play on me back in 2017 in game six of the finals. Huh? How did you recognize yeah. that? Yeah. And, 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 and he could walk you through every single, every single step in that progression that was going on. That's how he was able to get this, how he was manipulating him to do that. Yeah, like it's crazy. They, what they're going to try to do is try to bring the, singer, the center out so Draymond can come in and blah, blah. Like to see it, to 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 have the ability to recognize it in game, is amazing. That's what makes them great. They know they seen it, they studied it, they know how to defeat it. They they're facing what thirty one other teams a year. To do this is amazing. I'm asking you to do this with one opponent, with one niche. You know what I'm saying? To to have the ability to recognize the defense and then defeat it. It's difficult to the do. The level of cutting tape have. at the high school football level would blow everyone here's mind. Yeah. These guys, every Saturday morning, if, 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 if the team plays on a Friday, the next day that Saturday, or you know, just whenever the next day is, these coaches are paid these salaries and they sit there and they break down tape yep. like y'all would not believe. I mean, and that's just high school. There's companies that break down tape and put it in statistical form like PFF, Pro Football Focused, million-dollar company, and they look at game tape and analyze every single position, player, every every snap. They're grading a player so that they can give it to you in data form and say they ran the ball to the right 46% of times. In fact, on third downs, they did this 14%. Like, So you can have the stats to know, okay, we're playing this team this week. We know what they like to do in this situation. There's a greater chance that they're going to throw the ball to, you know, whoever. There's a, PFF is, is ridiculous, and all they do is provide stats. So people don't know Salesforce. People think Salesforce provide a platform. No, Salesforce provides stats to other people who want to go after people who want to go after businesses that use Salesforce. 
They know how much you make. They know what your revenue is, how many clients you got, where you're located, where your CEO is and everything, how much a CEO makes. They, these are just stats. It's a game of numbers, y'all. From, from the profitability side to, to how things work, it's all a game of numbers. You, you got you to gotta see it that way. And it's easier to predict success when you do compared to the creative side and the look and feel of content. You know what I'm saying? The more we look at it as a game of numbers, the better chances we are at being consistent, being successful. Because we all can land one big job a year. That's easy, right? But I guarantee you, when you pay off your bills and you got that extra 10, 15,000 in your bank and that money dwindling and you, and you got a big chunk of it left, the thought is going to come to your head is how can I use this chunk to do this again? Where can I put this money so that I can have this feeling again? I, I almost, I went and test drove, I told, tell y'all this story earlier this year, I went and test drove an Escalade. I can get it. Not a problem. Maxed out. The, the, the CTSV, the, the Escalade V, I'm sorry, is 140. Cool. 15, 1600 a month. Heavy enough to be a write-off. I got a Tahoe now. I can go get it. You know why I don't go get it? It's because I'd rather put that money in my company. I ride what I got. I got three other cars. It's just I want it. I don't need it. But it's just about being smart enough to say, until I'm ready to buy this truck cash and don't blink, I'm going to be in a beater. Not a beater. I got three damn cars with rims and stuff. So I'm just, you know, you, you would think with the amount of success, you know, you start thinking like, I need this, I need that. Stay small. Stay light. Invest in your brand until you get to the point where you can make decisions like that, like you buy shoes. My goal is to buy cars like I buy shoes. When I feel like that, I'm there. I'm not there yet. And I'm talking about nice, brand new Lamborghinis. I ain't talking about, you know, Chevy Cavaliers. I can do that. Anyway, up next is Carlos. Go for it, bro. Hello, everybody. So um, I had a question real quick before I go into the L. Mm-hmm. I got an L this week. Um, the Opus the Opus thing you sent um, yep. the editor, does that make clips of like an order or will it just grab different parts of what you said to make one clip? So let me explain. Yeah, it's going to make clips. Uh, I don't think you do it in order. Not that I think about it. So Opus is AI software that allows you, and I'll post a link again, it allow you to drop in a clip and it'll make shorter clips. It'll make sh- like shorts, TikTok shorts, YouTube shorts, whatever. I don't know if it go in order. That's a good question. I think it do because I feel like it kind of does. Um, But it will look at your clip, determine what's hot, what keywords are hot, and then make a clip out of it. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not. But again, it's you just give it a clip and it'll go to work. And it's. It's doper than you think. It's not as good as you think, but it's doper than you think, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I don't know if it go in order, though. That's a good question. Cool. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah. So uh, going to go to my L. I just wanted to share. Um, so this L was not a client, but someone I know that wanted to hire me to do hire us to do the, the project, per se, and then we throw on like 15%. Um, and so they had the connection. They had the client. They just didn't do the corporate events live streaming sort of thing. So um, he called me up. It was kind of quick. I was actually working on something else. And I was like, hey, give me about an hour. 
and I'll get you like the details and the pricing. I gave him a range. He relayed that range to his client. Everything was cool. They agreed on the phone like a ballpark. So I'm like, hey, we got this in the bag. And then he was just like, do me a favor, go ahead and give me the write up of what it costs. And then I'm going to share that straight up with them. I mean, I'm going to put my company name on it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. Just here are also our terms for, so for white labeling it. Why exactly? Why labeling? Yeah, I was like, just you know, we we, we need to get paid by Friday and all that stuff. He's like, hey, no problem at all. So I shared it to him real quick. Like I kind of put it together and I kind of customized it to what he needed. And then I was like, in a hurry, and just sent it, bang. But I didn't send it in a really nice way. I actually took Proposify, one of the old proposals, just sent it, line item, line item, line item. But they didn't put it into the packages or whatever. And I was gonna walk him through it. But his first reaction was like, Yo, what the hell is this? Like he was like, man, this is this is like, he was like, this is overwhelming. And he told me on the phone. This is not set up in packages. And I said, man, I'm so sorry. I do have like packages we set up, but because I was going to walk you through it, I sent it to you. And so I think for me, it kind of gave a bad impression. This is the first time he worked with me like this in this way. And so he was just like, at first, like, oh, what the hell? But then I walked him through it. And he was like, oh, okay, I understand. Oh, Proposify, that's really cool, man. I got to get on that. I'm like, hey, it's great. I love it. And so it was cool. In this case, it worked out fine. But I know that like, I think the relationship soured a little bit because at first he was like, you know what you're doing, but you don't know how to sell it. Like, he was like, what the hell is this? So, uh, long story short, actually, they didn't pan out. Um, that today, I wrote, wrote to him and said, hey, what's going on? He says, the client just, uh, I eat, I called the client this morning, and they wrote back that the, the event was canceled or something like that. So, it, you know, it's fine. But moving forward, next time I send out to anything, anybody, it's got to be pristine, you know. Yeah, my, just be like, hey, here you go. My white label uh, proposals are a little different than my, my standard proposal. Um, we, I usually get a lot of, so, you know, everybody's coming from California to Texas right now. We get a lot of companies who have relocated to this area and they're used to working with California, uh, video production companies. So they mm -hmm. reach out to them first and say, Hey, can you, do you guys know people in Texas or can you guys come out to Texas? And what those companies do is call me and say, Hey, we like what you got. Can you cover this the equipment? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so, but my proposal for them is a little different. It's a little less. Um, but it just depends on who the middle, who the middleman, middleman is. If the middleman is in your industry, I give them a simple proposal and let them sell it. If they're not, exactly. I break stuff down. Um, so yeah. 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 It was a bit of both. And so I just thinking about being fast, I was like, here you go. And I realized he needed, he needed more care and I should have, uh, maybe had that prepared like a white labeling thing. I didn't have that. But it was, in, the, in the end, it worked out in terms of relationship-wise. It just didn't work out in terms of uh, the other stuff. So I, I would offer him, let's say, a $10 gift card to pick his brain to know how, how I could have been better in that situation. Okay, cool. Because because he may, he may unlock some stuff that we may not see right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I, I like to, 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 to turn these into learning situations. And if and and I'm a beta client is asked. I'm never afraid to ask, what did I do wrong? Hey, we work with a few companies like you, but what were you guys expecting? Like, what what could I have provided to make things easier for you on your end? You know, here's here's a Starbucks gift card for your time. Mm -hmm. And cause cause he may give you some things that we didn't think about. I'm like, damn, I never thought about that. Hey man, I just want and I and, and for me, that's how I learn. Hey man, I just want to get the list of the things here. I you know. I'm here. I am sending our introduction, our contract. Listen, I just want to get a list of things so I can shoot from the hip and talk to the client. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We already got the budget from the client. We know what we're trying to do. 
Just give me X, Y, and Z, these important details. And and I'm gonna tell you another thing, like when you're in the military, your captain and your first sergeant, their breakdown of what happened is different than what everybody else wants. They wanna know the deep, they don't got time, they wanna know bullet points. Don't write me no paragraphs, bullet points. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, I got to make a decision. Give me enough to make a decision off of. So I had to learn how to, the story I would tell my people is different than how I would tell it to my first sergeant or my or my captain because they don't want the whole juicy side. They want to know bullet points. So it was just little stuff like that that just made me like, okay, when I when I ran into this in, corporate, in the corporate world, that's just how I, I, for me to understand it, I was like, okay, I need to present it to them like I would present it to my first sergeant or or company commander they want bullet points they don't want the whole juicy ins and outs they want to know enough to make a decision the proper decision and that's it so it was just that's just how i formulated it in my head and i think other military cats would be like oh okay that makes sense you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i and i just because of that it made me take a separate approach um but but feel free to when any and this go for everybody if you take a loss do not be afraid to ask why you took that loss that is, the, if they're gonna tell you, it's the most valuable information you'll ever get, and and also, be smart enough to know what's their opinion and what's a fact. Like you're right, I should have had that. You ain't like the color, okay? Who cares? But I should have provided you with that information. Next time, because a lot of times your willingness to to learn what's important to them will give you a second and third chance. Instead of you saying like, "This is how we do business," screw you. Your willingness to say, "Hey." I, we really would like to know next time if you come to us, we really would like to know what information we should provide to you that's valuable for you. And you can wrap it in a, you know, hey, we work with a lot of different companies and it's important for us to understand what works best for your company. So as we create a file for the next time you call, we would love to know how to better present this information to you. And they'll tell you. And they'll be open to working with you again. You know, if they've never worked with you, I don't know that situation, but it's it's helped me save a client or two um, because of my, because they never got that. Nobody, people been like, all right, it didn't work out. Peace. You know what I'm saying? So it, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like when you end a relationship, like you got a relationship that end, your girlfriend say, I don't want to be with you. And instead of you saying, you stupid, you don't want to, I'm the, it's like you saying, well, what, what could I have done better? Even if we're not working out, I'm not doing this in the effort to move forward with you. You know, if it do, it do, it don't. But but I would really like to understand where I messed up in this relationship so that moving forward, you know, I can be a better person. And, and I can also help you with things that I had an issue with. Now, from that conversation, she may say, oh, let's let's try this again. You know what I'm saying? It happens sometimes. So that's all I'm saying. But that's a good that's a good L. Yeah, took a lesson, and now next time have some things ready to go and and make it better. And like you're saying, yeah, and, I, and I'm going to do that for sure. Um, circle back with him and just kind of learn more what he does. I think the way he does things is, believe it or not, here's the price. Take it. Uh, it's one of those. It's two or two options. Two yeah. options. Not not proposal file where you can adjust. Like no, no. It's really like here they have some upgrades type of deal, but it's really two options. You take it. And that's what he normally does. So. Um, as a reseller, it's making it stupid simple for him because he may say, I got too much. I don't want to have to learn your system to, to pitch it to my client. You know what I'm saying? He may be saying, I want to make the goal of me calling you was to not have to deal with this. 
So give me two options and let me just pitch. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes it could be overwhelming because he's like, I don't want to learn what you do. I don't care about what you do. I just need you to do it. Yep. Give me the best options. You know what I'm saying? Or what fits under this price amount? Give me the best. I don't need to know the difference between 87 octane and 93. Just give me the best and let's do it. You know what I'm saying? You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Oh, yeah, I, I, you know, but that, those are great, um, great lessons because depending on where you are, especially being in like an area where it's a lot of tourism, you can get a lot of people who call you up to do stuff from out of state and they work differently. Mm-hmm. And what I love about Cali calls is Cali calls, the video production is high as hell in Cali. It's a lot cheaper here. So I get to charge higher than if they would have just walked up and called me up because they're used to paying Cali prices. Toyota is a great example of a client that we have that pays forty, fifty thousand dollars for a two day shoot. I am happy to call to answer the phone from Toyota because it's forty thousand a touch, and and I'm still charging them on top of that to bring in a stylist for the clothes. I'm still charging them for the because we we rent a studio. I'm still charging them to rent the studio. I'm pocketing forty forty five thousand every time they call my phone. Are you available? Yep. Are you available? Yeah. I'm available. I don't even what's the date. What you said again? On the 30th. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm available because it's 40000 minimum every time they call my phone. Hi, aren't you, aren't you, don't you mean, uh, let me check. Oh, actually, the no. day before we're busy, the day after, but for you. No, Toyota, I'm free. <laughs> Toyota, I'm free. We ain't even, what day? Yeah, play with it. No I'm free. Because they're going to cut I'm the there. check. Because whatever yeah, number sure. I can throw up, if I ball up a number and be like, sucker, they go like, pay, damn. Y'all don't want to do a deposit, pay. Okay. Toyota don't play. They cut the check. So I'm charging them uh, the, whatever the entry price of the, the lowest Lexus, I'm charging them. They paying it easily. Easily. And they, like, keep all the stuff. I got all kind of Toyota shirts. I don't even – it's medium. I can't even fit it. But mm-hmm. And I don't even – I'm not a Toyota guy. I'm from Detroit. So regardless of how I feel internally, you know, I'm still cashing the check. Let's go. So, and you know, you from Detroit, you, it's big three or nothing. So that's just how it is. But yeah, I think that's a good lesson. Oh, and I got uh one small W. It should be lowercase w? small one. Oh, okay. uh, and we will, we'll see if next week it'll, it'll be uh, more intense. So the small W is that the, that $40,000 project I had a couple weeks ago, we're pretty much done with it. We just had a couple of changes right now. Actually, we're done. I'm going to export it. And like this, we're done, uh, which is great. And then that went well that the client, they emailed us today, and uh, which is our an agency we work with. Nice relationship, been, been multiple years uh, working together. And they're like, hey, we have some more stuff coming your way. You know, it's going to be like cutting up videos or like resizing them for different things for TV, social media. So not in our marketing niche per se. But hey, it's when it's coming to you, just take it. And so we're gonna ask them what it is. And it's like 70 videos, something crazy like that. So mm-hmm. just chopping them up and making them for social, one for TV, one for this, one for that. So and it's great. So we'll see how it goes. It could be, I mean, I don't know. I have to see what, what the final video is, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like upwards of like five to ten grand, like depending on what it is, on the on the low end five and the high end ten. And it's and it's honestly like easy layups. It's just really reform. Once you do it once, do it for everybody. It's great. And most importantly, you get a client for life. Yeah, yeah. So far, so good, man. Yeah. 
And then to wrap up with that, uh, I think it's funny, uh, Luke, we're wearing the same shirt. I was gonna say we're <laughs> brothers with other brothers. Repping it, hell yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, he's wearing the same shirt. Uh, so. oh, yeah, he sent me the memo. <laughs> so Ty, are you gonna have a Flash film NAB shirt next year That'd with be DNC a... on the back? Well, Carlos is the only ones that'll say DNC. Everybody else is probably won't, but he's earned it. Um, Say but he gets DNC on the back like a like a jersey. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope. Uh, that would be a good idea. That would be a good idea to have like a family reunion style shirt. Like <laughs> NAB is our family reunion. That'll be dope. Oh, this is a very multicultural family. Haven't you seen different strokes? In right. The, the right. New version. Hey, hey, look. Some of us are just regular. Family okay? rate. That when we show up, they're like. Uh, we're like different strokes. It's like that. Just different just strokes. Run the right. Run that, the room. That reminds me, if you are into live streaming, like live streaming and white labeling, get with a hotel. Get yes. with a hotel. Find out yes. who is handling their events and pitch to them. Do their video. Do their live streaming, and that way they can just you know somebody can just say we need streaming at that. We need streaming at the Omni. Y'all just show up and do it. Trust me. Go for it. Your beta connect with the hotel owner uh, is like literally here. So that's the, that's the next step. It's getting, we're going to actually change up our website design, our new real everything. This project was like one of the ones you want the, to do to change up the new real portfolio. And it's going to be that. And then from that, we're going straight to the hotels down here in Miami and be like, hey, this is what we do. I know a lot of them work with like um, PSAV and Encore mm -hmm. and those AV teams, but a lot of companies don't do video production. Yeah. They don't do content creation. They just do, Okay, here's your slides. We'll record it on a whatever PTZ, like one camera, and then we'll give you audio, and that's about it. But they don't do this other side. And so that's what we're all trying to see how we can better um, have that included and work with as a service. Like, hey, they do that. We do this. We can work together. Um, but I'm going to tell you how real quick because I did it. I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to give you the game. Two things, highlight videos, recap videos. Yes. That's what we offer on top of, we will work alongside a PSAV, record audio from them. We, we did highlight videos, recap videos. And if you want to sprinkle a little more magic in it, we did testimonial at the event. So we just pulling people away, asking them what they feel about the event. That helped them market the event for next year. Um, it also helped them market the event when they had paid streaming or not even paid or just regular streaming. When they wanted people to watch the event at a later date, here's a recap video to get you interested in watching the video. Um, so it brought more people more eyes to either buying tickets for the next event in the next location, the next event next year, or to bring you to their page so you can watch the stream. So that highlights and recaps uh, with testimonials were, is where we kind of stepped in and killed the game. For sure. Yeah. I, that That's definitely on there. And also what Vic said about um, doing like a quarterly, like a service for the hotel, like, Hey, here's here are the clients you guys had like a highlight video or a client list video mm -hmm. for the hotel venue every quarter. This is who was here this quarter, this past quarter, this is who was here, this was here. So they get the hookup, everybody gets the hookup. And, and you got to think also for hotels is beneficial to have a business like yours under their wing, because a lot of people will choose that hotel based off their ability to host their event. They'll, mm -hmm. they'll pay the room rates, if they have a venue that can host their event and make it a one-stop shop. So it, you know, it helps them that, that, that was my pitch to them. Hey, if you want people to, and I'm just keep using the Omni, if you want people to choose the Omni, let's show them content that we created here. So they know that when they come here, this is what they're getting. This is what their event could look like. 
and we showed, you know, events with $10 million budgets, um, you know, but they used the same space and that would, that would get them every time because they had more lights and they had all kind of crap. You know, your event may not look as good because you don't got $10 million, but this is what, what's capable. Um, showing the food, showing one time we had a, a, a ice sculpture, just a lot of stuff that we would show at the venue, which was huge. I got a buddy in the AV industry who um, he gave me an idea. He goes, I did this all the time. Well, he did this all the time when he was working for AV companies that he would go to a hotel venue and call him up um, and be like, hey, I have a client that was going to do some stuff here. Can we do a tour of the hotel or a tour of the venue? He would do all that and in the process would talk to the hotel people and exchange information and say, oh, yeah, we do AV. We do all this. And sometimes there was never really a client in the beginning. He just said that to get in the door. Mm -hmm. Talk to the events person. Say, what's up? And then from there, okay, yeah, we'll let you know about the project. But in the meantime, here's our information. And yep. then when they would call, oh, the person, uh, they canceled. But we're still here. And then, boom, they, they had the dialogue. And he said it's worked for him quite a few times. So that's something that, that I'll try as well. Just to kind of get a foot in the door, say, we have something here. Wanted to check it out. And then from there, just talk, 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 and make it happen. So I'm going to tell you another way to get your foot in the door. And this is a gym alert uh, real quick. Um, capturing testimonials for the venue. Hey, yeah. to show you what we do, let us know when you have an event. Get permission from the event person that's rented out your room and we'll capture testimonials for people at the event about the venue, only the venue. I've used that to get my foot in the door at a hotel as well as meet the company that threw the event because they like, hey, I'll get one or two testimonials about the, the, you know, I'll usually ask multiple questions. But my question is, you know, how was the event? The event is great. We had a blast. OK, cool. I'm going to keep that little snippet because when I get whoever runs the event their information i'm sending it to them also tell us about the venue what did you enjoy about the venue the tables were nice everything was set up cool i got two testimonials for two clients at one time i can spend one hour and get three people and make a ton of content from it and now i have something to present to the hotel um i have something to present to the event planner and the business that used the event planner so i have the ability to go after three clients and one hour worth of work. If you want to shoot for free, that's the best way to do it. And if it's in the type of event that, and I'm going to tell you where this really blew up for me was, um, I did this at an event that was a siding company. They did siding. Um, so the event brought in a bunch of business owners who own siding businesses. So I got the, I got the event, the hotel, I got the corporate event planner, I got the company that sold materials to the siding company. And then I met a bunch of siding company owners. So I got four clients out of that event. And the way I got in the door, uh, I think Travis asked, how do you get them to allow you to, to record testimonials? Um, is by working with the hotel to create free testimonials for that hotel. So it brought me four clients, really more than that, because the three people I interviewed, uh, I tried to find local people who was at the event because a lot of people flew in um, and then we just created the content for them. And I'm telling you, I, I did that with a black magic pocket cinema camera on a Zenyun crane with, uh, with the uh, roll um, wireless go, the little clip on one. And I just went mm -hmm. around clip and just tell me about your experience. No light or nothing. And it came out dope. So, so you're saying you would, you would go there, like no contract at all, show up correct. and be like... Okay. No, I wouldn't show up. I would work it out with the hotel to get permission because they would right, clear I mean, yeah. it with... Yeah, yeah, And I would go capture it for free. And exactly. it'll be an hour. It'll be an hour tops. 
three quick testimonials in 60 seconds or less. Tell me why you enjoyed the event. And I will edit it up and I will send it to them. And they would and they would like it and they would hire me to cover other events. So I, again, this is one hour you're using to go after four or five different clients. If you get just one of them, let's say you get just a hotel. Guess what? Now you got shoots all year long. If you get the corporate event planner, guess what? You got shoots all year long. If you got the the company that threw the event, guess what? You got shoots all year long. You know what I'm saying? Like the sky is the limit. Let them have it and use it. And I would provide it in uh, landscape, I mean, portrait formats for their social media. And you know what? I will put my logo on it too. Shot by Flash Film Media, right? It's free. That's the only caveat I have. You can pay to get that off. But why? Just promote me. Let's go. Um, so that's just, you know, you know. Nathan says the uh, pocket camera, the 6K G2 is currently $500 off. Only $14.95. That's dope. Appreciate that for sharing that in the yeah. community. That's crazy. I'm all cameraed out. I got too much gear. I know I don't want more gear, but at the same Send time. Send it to me. Build out. I could buy yeah, one more. I got too much. I, I was going to say, I could stand one more, like one more 6K maybe. Man, <laughs> I was bored the other day and I was going to do some retail therapy and I went to go look for cameras and it was just nothing I wanted. I was just... With, with your setup, I don't, I don't blame you. You've got a lot of great I got options. Too much crap. I got more crap than I'll ever get to use. Like if I sell my stuff, it'll be like, man, how you only got three hours on this camera? Because I got six other cameras. Like I probably got two GoPros. I usually buy GoPros every other year. I probably got two to three from six on. So I got six, eight, ten, and then two, twelve. Like it's just too much. I got too much crap. Two Osmos. I got all kind of crap. So yeah. I got one more question on that event thing. So, like, mm -hmm. I'd imagine if you're the example, like Microsoft, you're holding an event, a big conference, they're not going to want the hotel coming and filming testimonials for the hotel during their event, right? Like, how do you pitch it to them? Oh, where so they're not like, what? Buzz off! Like, we're oh, that's easy. So, like, so have the hotel because remember, I'm capturing testimonials about the event and the hotel. So the hotel is saying, by booking with us, we're going to give you three free testimonials of your event. The hotel's not saying, you know, they're getting something out of the deal, but that's not the selling feature to, to Microsoft. To Microsoft is we're going to bring in a video crew. If you book with us in our, and you get our room, we're going to send a video crew to capture three testimonials. In those testimonials, when I ask the question, I'm asking two questions. One is, how do you feel about the event? Second is, how do you feel about the venue? Just the venue. Just talk to me about the venue, the setup. I'm going to tell yeah. you another uh, client I pulled out of that I forgot. Um, the corporate event planner, the, the companies, the, the contractors that they hired to set up the venue, the company they rented tables from, food, all of that. When that testimonial talked about that, I would present that to them. Now I got a client with them as well. Now I got a bunch of contractors that rent out chairs and stuff. So, so that's how I present it in a way where it helps the the hotel and the venue, the person that's throwing the venue. We're here to get testimonials about your event that you can use at no additional charge. Now, 
I may go in if I know, let's say for instance, it it was a company, it was some cool dudes that had, uh, they did the catering. There's some cool dudes I met that happened to be from Detroit, right? So one of the questions I asked the lady was, tell me about the food. The food was great. The blah, blah. So I went over, got some B-roll of the food, hooked him up. Hey, man, here's a 60-second clip with a lady talking about how she enjoyed the food at this venue. That contractor hired me for other stuff. Now, what's yeah. crazy about it was it wasn't my niche, so I referred it and still made money off of it. But they are, every, every con, usually at an event, there's 10, 12 contractors. You know what I'm saying? There's the mu- the audio people, the music people, the tables, the the curtains and rods. There's the, you know, the food people. There's the the bartenders. There's the ice sculpture. There's a bunch of people. There's a bunch of contractors that need content. If you get the hotel to say yes, you got access to everybody. All they know is they're getting free testimonials. They want to be a part of it. Because now they're creating content. They show you what all that gear they, they want to they want the content. Now you're getting business cards. I'm going to send it to you, bro. I'm going to send it to you. Now I got 20 business cards. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Testimonials. I've done different, like, uh, business expos where I've gone and filmed testimonials for them, like a small business expo or whatever. And any trade show, if you get testimonials, it's, like, every booth that you interview. Now it's, like, huge. But the issue has always been, like, how do you get into those places? Like, uh medical conferences right or like manufacturing like every single manufacturing company that's there paid at least like quarter million dollars to get their company there and the gear there and to set up the booth like there's no way you come in the door without spending a quarter million dollars and like they're full of those businesses so like i get it two points of entry two points of entry corporate event planner make sure you're not a regular event planner corporate event planner and the venue those are my two points of entry. Those are two people that says that can say yes. You may can reach a promoter, but again, you you're the goal is to say, I'm giving you free marketing content for access to this event. I am going to give you free testimonials about your event. All you got to do is say yes. In fact, I'm gonna tell you how to pitch it to your client. Cause because all because what you're doing now is not a corporate event planner is saying, Hey, Microsoft, for choosing me at no additional cost, we're going to provide you with free content. Do you want it? Yeah. We got a crew, we got a team, or we got a guy, whatever. We got a company that's going to come in and grab testimonials about your event. Do we have your permission to provide this to you for free? Yes. It's been easy getting in. The, The relationship needs to happen with either the hotel or the event planner. Or the company itself. I've had it. I've had it happen with the company itself. Rarely, because you know you got to catch them when they're doing it. But usually, the event planner. You can call up an event planner and say, "Hey, I want to shoot free testimonials. In fact, I want you to give your clients free testimonials. What do you have coming up? Oh, we got this event with such and such. We got this event. It'll be nice for that event. They're gonna try to wear you out. If you do corporate event like recap video, it's a great way to get it's 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 better than paying for advertisement. I guarantee you that one hour of work, if you take that money and dump it into advertisement, that one hour of work will bring you way more money. Oh yeah. And it's at no risk to them. They don't care. It's not they're not what's the risk? If the video's trash, they didn't pay nothing for it. What's the risk? You know what I'm saying? You go in there, you 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 just in a way, maybe? 
take advantage of meeting all of those contractors. And, and, and expos are even better because you got multiple, you got booths. I, oh, yeah. That's like, you, it multiply for every booth. Oh, yeah. And they, they, like, I went to uh, the big car show, SEMA, in Vegas. I would love to go. And, like, my client flew me out there, and, like, they had their half their company there, I swear, and they had, like, multiple booths just for their one company, you know? Like, they mm-hmm. drop so much money for these trade shows. It's wild. I mean, NAB is an example, was a perfect example of, of that and what camera companies spend or just companies that got $25 lights. They spent a lot to get their booth. But I, it's, a, it's just a trick you guys can use if, if your niche is streaming or recap videos or deal with corporate events. It's just a way to, you know, get good with a contractor, right? There's somebody that rent chairs that you've never heard of in your market that rent chairs or tabletop decorations or whatever. When I was doing wedding photography, I, I got cool with the venue. The venue is who I got cool with because they would post pictures. They would blow my pictures up and post it in their office. So when a, when a bride and groom come to the office to rent the venue, they're like, who did that? Oh, he offers a discount for anybody that rents this venue because he know it so well. Just being a specialist and knowing a venue can help you beat out other wedding photographers. We shoot at this venue all the time. We know to put lights here. We know where the DJ goes. We know everything. So, so I'm just saying get in at the ground level. Sometimes it's not. It's harder to go in through the front door. It's easier to go in through the back door because you have something to leverage. You have the ability to leverage content with everybody involved. So I can grease, I can grease every palm to get in the door. The venue owner the the you know the event coordinator everybody over mm-hmm. an hour of my time on something i love doing anyway so let's say you're going to reach out to somebody on linkedin i never really reach out to people on linkedin oh okay, so you, you find somebody who you want to reach out to how, how do you reach out to them if they're like a cor- they're- if they're a corporate oh. event yeah i'm going to their office i'm going to their office with a gift card i'm so showing up in person up. I'm not saying you can't cold email them, cold call them. I've just had a 75% conversion rate by showing up in uniform with a business card that matched the name of my shirt, which matched my hat, that matched, you know, I've just had better luck that way. They've taken me more serious. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't reach out to people on LinkedIn because I've never in my life received a message on LinkedIn from somebody I cared about. That, that helped me do anything other than delete their stuff faster. That's just me personally. I could sound like the millionaire that Marcus talked to. You know what I'm saying? I could sound like him a little bit, and that's cool. I just, you know, on, on jobs that have landed me 20000 between 20000 and $200,000, I've got those in person. So I would take time out of my calendar to go and walk into these locations, especially venues during the day. Man, I would clean mm-hmm. up and and offer kickbacks to the venues. We all, you know, we'll give you blank for everyone we sell. They don't, it's easy, they don't care. It's easy, they making money. You mean to tell me all I got to do is mention you to the client and they're already going to get somebody and I make more money? Yes. And vice versa. When I get wedding clients, I'm going to pitch your venue. 
Because going through the knot and going through all these other ways to get wedding clients, is, it's, it's a billion people there. How can we be different? How can we find a different way to, to access these people? And if you're attached to the venue, it's never a question about your quality or your price. Never. If you're attached to Omni, you can be attached to Holiday Inn. There's never a question about your price unless it's out, stupidly outrageous. But if you're attached to like the Four Seasons or a great hotel, your prices can be stupid and they'll pay it. Look at PSAV charging 300000 200000 a shoot. You coming in asking for forty, they're like, please take this forty, fifty, hundred thousand. These people charging them hotels and, and these PSAV companies are charging thirty thousand to hook up a microphone system in your room, in your uh in your conference room. Just so y'all can have wireless mics. They charge you another ten to put up a big screen so you can get your slideshow. They're 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 taxing like crazy. So I just I wrapped up a four day event. I do live teleprompting mm-hmm. so uh executive tele or t- a presidential teleprompting and i worked four days this week and i only actually worked for like 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> that's why i love about corporate work there was no internet and i was like is there really no internet and they're like yeah they didn't order it and i was like well could they get a couple and they're like it's five figures to add internet yep i've seen it before i've seen it before <laughs> <laughs> literally i was at uh cotton the continental down here and it was it was like it literally was forty two thousand for internet for yeah, a like, three-day event and it like, and it was trash internet oh yeah yeah it's usually garbage yeah yep they, they got you by the balls because usually the, the building if it's like a double decker sometimes you have no signal have no options because yeah it's most most hotels i think they do it on purpose like the walls are made of freaking <laughs> steel but but i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you um nathan said he had the same thing twelve thousand for 15 megs up and down so i'm gonna tell you let's say let's and i'm gonna use nathan example let's say you got a company that want to live stream their event and it's twelve thousand for internet up and down if i charge you twenty thousand and bring my own internet i've already provided value because if not, I'm going to charge you with what I'm charging in streaming, plus I'm going to require you to have internet. So if I bring, if I charge you 20000 and I provide my own internet, I'm already providing, not internet to everybody, but just internet to stream, I'm already providing value. Go for it, Luke. I know you was just in a situation. Oh, I have a question for you on this. Yep. So in this context of PSA charging like $40,000 for 10 megabits up and down, does that mean I should be raising my prices for the internet upsell to like a $20,000 upsell? Should it be like well, five? No, no, no. So the difference is that hotel that's charging 20000 is providing internet for everybody. Okay. Not just the, as a streaming company, sometimes PSAV will say, hey, we need you to have internet so that we can stream on that internet. So you're paying for video production, plus you got to pay internet through the hotel. What I'm okay. saying is, yeah. instead of paying 20000 to provide everybody with internet, because it's needed for one company to stream, we'll bring our own internet, charge you 20000 and cover capturing and streaming. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So now I know why we were a good deal at thirty five grand for one day. Absolutely. That's how, we made, that's how we were a good deal. Now that makes sense. Because the, they're like, 
well, these guys only charge like five grand for the internet, and the other guys are the internet for the whole thirty thousand, and then we gotta pay more for the stream. So uh, uh, go with this guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm cheap at thirty thousand. Are you kidding me? Because you're, you're a turnkey solution. You're, you're providing. You're providing. You know, now they don't have to have six different bills. I, I'm telling you, it's the money okay. out here is is way more than you think. You know what I'm saying? Like often. I tell people that you get a beta client that's in a hotel, they're going to tell you what they charge. You're going to be like, what? I, I, I was just, I was, when somebody told me five figures for internet, I was like, what, what are you talking about? We charge 4,000, 6,000 to bring the microphones to have two wireless mics and a guy to sit in here and make sure it don't screech every time they go near a speaker. It's mind blowing. But these companies are spending it. They're happy to spend it because they're trying to write off as much as possible. They're throwing events. They, they want to acknowledge people and they spent, I'm telling you, corporate event planners will have 10, 15, $5 million budgets. The little 40,000 you asking for to capture it is nothing. They're going to find ways. And that's why I tell you, when you present that proposal, have something stupid on that proposal. Give them the opportunity to max out. Give them the opportunity to spend 100,000. You may submit four proposals you're going to get one of them back that's 100000 I guarantee you. Somebody's going to check every single box. But you don't, you lose that opportunity because a lot of you guys don't offer it. You don't offer a $100,000 package. So uh, often, if, if you're doing this and you don't reach six figures, it's because you don't offer six figures worth of service. You don't, you don't, your, your prices are too low more than anything. So, and, and that's why it's important for you to jump on these calls with us with people who have done it to say, hey, you need to charge this. We 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 charged 50000 and they paid it that day. And we were like, damn. They said yes, quick. They didn't even think about it. They ain't thinking about it. He didn't even have to discuss it before he approved it. He was like, yeah, let's do it. So, and, and I'm telling you, it don't take a lot of equipment to do this anymore. It take a freaking... ATEM switcher, some SDI cables, some cameras that accept SDI, preferably over HDMI. You can still do HDMI, but it take $10,000 worth of equipment to make $100,000. And that $10,000 worth of equipment will make you $100,000 per job for the next four years. I mean, there's people that are still streaming in 720p. Your doggone iPhone 6 was 1080p. You know what I'm saying? So it's just... You you have to present yourself in a way to get stuff done. The last thing you want is to have a you know mess up on a live stream. The money is out here. You just have to know how to present yourself. Now you can go do creative stuff and do music videos all you want, or you can stream a boring ass talking head on the stage that's walking back and forth and doing this all day, and you can make a hundred thousand dollars off off two days of work. And, and when that bank hits your account and you go there, you go to the bank and the tellers flirt a little extra. It's like, I've never been treated like this. You can keep the pen. You can have the pen. They usually want that pen back. Like, nah, nah, nah. No, take a, you want another one? It's it's way different when that account hitting right. And, and that person look at the screen, they type it in and they like, it's, it's a whole different ball game. But, you know, um, 
let me before I go to LL, Carlos, was there anymore? I want to make sure. That's it, man. Actually, I'm about to roll out as well. Okay. So I'm gonna close with LL. I know he had his hand up for a minute. Uh LL Studio. All right, buddy. Hey, Todd. Yeah, what's up? What's going on? All bro? right, Carlos. Um, just got into Miami traffic. Just pulled in um to the house. Not, hey, not Carlos, Carlos can't up, leave. Man? I'm supposed to be email you. <laughs> hey, man, where, where you at, man? It's kind of dangerous. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in Miramar, man. Oh shit! You're like, Miramar. bro. I live. I live next to the stadium, man. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so I, I seen the video when you were talking about the um. F1, F1 um, Formula um, Oh, yeah, bro. Talk about that. Yeah. Do you know uh, NATO? Yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard you on the, yeah, I heard you on the last um, um, Wednesday, uh, Accountable Wednesday meeting, and I started laughing because that's the same thing. Like, I woke up in the morning, like, what the hell is that noise? <laughs> yeah, man. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, the, that, the that's exactly what I said. I forgot about it. I forgot that it was. Coming into South Florida, but yeah, we just down. We're not too far from each other, so yeah. Hopefully, I'll try to email you tomorrow, man. But my yeah, work man, schedule, hit me up. Just, yeah, my work schedule has been killing me, so that's the only problem. Bro, at this point, worst case, just yell out the window. I probably hear you. <laughs> no problem, definitely. I got some. Um, I got some new tours, so I think you'll be, probably be interested. And in. I'm about to tell Ty about it. Um, they see well, got hooked, hooked the, up with. Uh, 1500 uh accounts um in telecommunication and also got with his developers that could do video over text marketing now so interactive fill me in man i gotta roll out i gotta do the next sport but yeah no problem i hit you yeah you hit you up all right buddy yeah so ty yeah so that's one one L for the lesson is that I got I forgot to uh, got so happy that I left early and um, had to go all the way back to work in Miami traffic because I forgot a government uh, issue uh, equipment got to my driveway and had to pull, turn back around and go right all the way back. Oh so, snap! Got to get that list. Got to get that that list to yeah, make sure. Exactly. Yeah, and, and the supervisor was like that waiting, like yeah. We were just about to fit the call you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a call you don't want. Exactly, exactly. So I, I, I'm not in the driveway, but my, my wins are, uh, since it's, um, I'm trying to get out and try to get inside, but on uh, my wins so far, um, I shut down my uh, previous website. That's on the construction, so hopefully I have it done sometime this week. Um, I rebuilt. I started a new site um, called um, Content Studio. It's like a blog slash some of my old past videos, interviews, and stuff like that with new stuff that I got out. Re- restarted my um, Pinterest Pinterest um, board. That started getting traffic, so that bringing people into the new blog. Started re- um, relinking all my social media accounts to that new blog until I could get the website. So it basically shows some of my video work and written work. And so they get a gist of how we operate. And so far from the the um, reviews that I had sent out to like pre-launch to certain people that I know I could trust their opinion, they were like, God damn, this thing hot. So I it took some time, but it, they said, this look expensive. So I'm like, I'm glad about that. So 
So the um that's what you the want. other yeah, the other win is like I said, um with the tele like I would tell Carlos, the telecommunication. I talked to the developers, a couple of developers. Um they hooked me where up hooked me up with um in text marketing up the fifth I could hold up the fifteen individual accounts so I could do marketing done for you marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. So also talked to another developer. He hooked up a system that I could do video. So with the remember I told you I did the um uh client client portal. Um I filled that out and I did a pre-launch with some of um couple of realtors and stuff like that with the app. So that showed they kind of positioned me as like, okay, this like you did all this. I'm like, yeah, my company did this. So now um it's showing me as a a thought leader, putting position my brand as like um like I could offer, like I could ask for the big bills because I'm positioning myself as a luxury with the with the app, with the portal, um, which I could download, I could give like I tested out, I could drop maybe a 20 gig video with uh, files and everything and um, with no problem. They could get it within the um, client portal to their account and they we could do all in, like interaction, um, communication, everything stay within the portal. And so I reached out for the developer and he, uh, he talked to me and him, talked it out. He saw how I was interacting with his, with his, um, with his system. So he did ask, can I um, kind of like white label this uh, service? Cause I'm getting people asking about it. And he said, yeah. So he had basically asked for like information from me. And now um, I'm one of the resellers. So uh, if, if I bring up to a client and show them what I could do and then have them go through the portal and, and say, hey, you know what? Y'all could do this for your service. I could sell that at any price I want. So that's a couple of wins right there. Those are some good wins. I tell people all the time, don't be afraid to white label some stuff. Don't be afraid. No, to, I, there's plenty of companies that hire Flash on Media under a different brand. They, the pay is great. I ain't got to sell. Exactly. I'll take a discount if I can just show up and film. The hardest part is the project management. So if That's I can still it. make good money and y'all going to hire me, cool. I'm, that works. I, I'll do that as well. I've done it before. I've had, I've had other companies I, hire me and I show up in their shirts. Cool. I forgot two more things that happened. Mm-hmm. One of them was realtor. Uh, one of the realtors, I kind of use her as a beta since like several, like seven, before I even know what I was doing her as a beta. But she's basically been like guiding me um, or anything I throw about realtors and stuff like that. And she would tell me. So when I told her about the uh, text marketing, she's like, so you know how to do all that? Because she's like, she was saying that they broker and they her brokers and realtors, they got the Trillo system, but they don't know how to operate it. And I like, well, my sister, I could do everything and, you know, do the uh, content for you. Do the video. I could do the coupons, or I could do the PDF or whatever for you, and send it through the text and do a whole campaign. And you don't even have to worry about it. We could schedule whatever. And she's like, you know what? And I said I could do it as a uh, demo to get you know put my you know put everything in motion, and so I could have like a a uh, 
concrete plan how to go about it. And she said, no, no, I'd rather pay you. Yep. You know, I, I don't want you to do that. I'd rather you, I'd rather hire you. And I'm like, what? For real? She's like, yeah. But she said she had to go through a procedure, a surgery procedure. So she just came out of that a couple of weeks. So I'm just waiting for her to heal up. And then once we do that, she, I guess she'll bring me with the other realtors. And then the day I got in contact with one of my old friends and um, we just like, I was just like thought about her. And um, it's really my ex, her daughter. And I reached out to her and um, she contacted me and we started talking and laughing and stuff. So she asked me what's going on. I told her what I plan to do. And I said, you know, cause my work schedule is hectic. Ever since I did that, that um, the blog, I mean, did the, uh, the blog system, a couple of coworkers got wind of it. And I guess they brought it to management and now they just screwed my schedule. Like I'm working from day in the morning all the way to night. So I can't even, like I only could spend maybe a couple hours at night to work on the blogs or anything. But I was talking to her the day and she, I was telling her I'm looking to get, get ready to launch this part for the real estate. And she's Spanish. So, you know, I got a lot of Spanish friends. So she was like, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of lawyers right now. And I was telling them about the text marketing service and the videos and the interactive videos. And she said, wait a minute, before you pull that trigger, let me talk to a couple of lawyers. Cause I think they will definitely love. And she, and especially what's going on with South Florida. I mean, going with Florida right now, she said, I think I got a group of uh, lawyers that might need your service ASAP. Cause it with, with the uh, Ron DeSando uh, situation. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys don't don't sleep on the blog. Blogs are great for SEO. Mm. Um, yep. you can use ChatGPT. You can use yep. Fiverr for writers. I mean, I you can get a blog article written for eight dollars. Eight dollars. Yep. So so do your blogs, do your articles. Um, if you're in stage three, module three, we talk about catching people in the different buying stages, right? Some people are just they mm. they know they have a problem. They're researching a problem. They're looking for a solution. That's why a lot of companies put blogs out for SEO purposes to pull you in to become an authority. So I like that approach. Um, the blog yeah. approach is definitely something that I think a lot of people, if you want organic SEO, exactly. you want to bring clients in for free, make sure you get it. When you get your blogs written, tell them you want it for SEO purposes. This is what I needed yep. about, you know, 10 reasons why you need to make sure that the video production company understands your industry, whatever. Just have them write it and make sure it's SEO friendly um, and make sure it's solving a problem. But blogs is a great way to bring in, bring in that traffic, man. I like to hear that. Yeah. going to also do the um, banner ads. So on yep. my blogs, you know what I mean? Cause I already got it locked in for Google. Make money with ads. Exactly. So I'm basically already doing banner ads yep. on my own sites that uh, lead them to different uh, PDFs, or yep. if I have a workbook, I have them to pay for that. If I want to give it as a as a a, um, a gateway drug, you, as we, we refer that to, like, hey, yep. you want to know this, you I get their name and information. So yeah, I'm doing all that. And I noticed, like I said, when I started back to Pinterest, because the only reason I'm doing that because of my schedule. Mm -hmm. And remember we were talking about nighttime and I was about to do, do the nightclubs until they changed my schedule again. Yep. So now I'm like, I can't even do really any outreach. So I'm going to have to bring them in doing by 
doing the blogs and building everything out as looking like as expensive as possible. So it looked like a major corporation. So it's like, I never seen those people before. Who the yeah. hell? You know, yeah. and they seen the blogs and they see the, the website how to design until I could get my main race, um, main website done. But that's what's going on right now. So yeah, that's, the that's way, my wins. So. That's those are good wins. That's the way to do it. That's why you haven't seen me for a moment because I got locked down with work. So at yeah. night I just do two or three hours on the blogs or anything I could do, and then let that uh, SEO work for me. And I got a bunch of um, AI um, chatbots, AI systems from different um, different small companies and large companies. So yep. I never run out of credit. Yeah, definitely <laughs> on different services. Keep that blog going, man. That's a good win. That's a real good win. Thank you, sir. Um, a question came up. Um, I think it was Roger was saying, uh, any suggestions for individuals sign on live streams? I got a group who wants to live stream a concert and want online tickets to view. Um, I know view stub popped up. My favorite, um, is my favorite is Vimeo. Vimeo allow you to sell tickets, allow you to sell past recordings. It allow you to do all kinds of stuff, group rates, everything. Vimeo is really went into that area of paid live stream. Um, and they let you master the, the URL so it can come from your URL. You can embed it anywhere. Uh, you can view it on Roku devices and everything. So Vimeo, um, Vimeo is it. Vimeo is it for me. Um, my, I'm closing the night on, on Victor, bro. You, 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 my closer. After that, we, we're going to hand it over to the market show to the, what is it? Not the after hours. We're going to go from accountability to after hours. Just want to say good night to everybody. I've been sitting in my car for the last 30 minutes. So <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> no problem. And thank you. And y'all have a safe one. I try to hit y'all in the community. I still owe you, most of y'all, that uh, PDF from the um, previous uh, several weeks of uh, when I was talking about the um, research I did with, uh, with uh, AI. So Yeah, post, um, post in the community, some, man. We'd love to see it. I will. I will. Thank you. I wish y'all a good night, and I'm going to go take a shower. Y'all take care now. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Later. It's on you, Victor. All right. Uh, so um, I'm kind of in between. Well, right now, I'm just I'm trying to get some more experience, really getting out there and visiting different businesses uh, and trying to get these, trying to get some yeses or noes, whatever, get some experience. Uh, so today, I was out uh, speaking with uh, senior living facilities, mm -hmm. and some of them before. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, so I'm I'm looking at it, and uh, as far as in my area, I end up seeing like directly across the street from me. There's a there's a senior living facility, and now I've stopped right over there. First, boom, let go right here. Go talk to them. Luckily, uh, um, uh, the uh, the manager over there, she had a like her appointment. You know, whoever was coming to see her wasn't there. So I got to speak to her right off the bat for like 30 minutes. I was like, cool. Uh, um, but something I found out, especially in this area, is they they have low-income uh, subsidized housing. So And they, they have a wait list of like 400 people sitting on there. So I'm like, hmm, okay. So uh, I ended up visiting their sister um, complex. And it's the same thing, you know. This like low income, they they don't really need any any marketing because 
they're sitting there with all this, all these people on the lips. Like they, they don't have to worry about it. So that gave me ideas like, okay, if the government stuff is, is done, is not necessarily out of the way. Oh, oh, and, and additionally, like with the, the BOA, um, they have they have a national and a state team that handles you know a lot of their media. And uh, the sister facility, it was a, a medical clip, whatever. But um, they actually had a team that came in from the BOA. There, they come in yesterday and was doing some type of um, photos, uh, videos of everything. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of out. But I have been seeing uh, private, fu privately funded uh, facilities popping up all around, and I'm like, ooh, okay, well. Let me start looking at the privately funded. And you now the, the problem that I run into with that is, you know, some of them are under large corporate structures as well, and they may have an internal team, but I don't care, especially if they're new. Hey, let us come in, let us help you get these beds filled, get these units filled now. See what we can do, just try and build this and get this in. So if we help them get it, get it filled and Six months instead of 12 or three months instead of six months, whatever. That's fine. That may be enough to get us in and be like, hey, will you be part of our team right now? I have to find the facilities as they're getting built and be in there as early as possible. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, because I've worked with um, assisted living, find out who the management company is. Yeah, and that's yep. one, yeah. and get with their get with their um, marketing department because they'll have a marketing budget. Um, slate it for the whole division and be a part of that because it's some it's usually they have usually it's some type of referral system like they're referred you don't some people go up to a, a assisted living and get get in but a lot of people are referred to them um mm -hmm. and they advertise themselves as senior living and things like that so so they usually have a marketing budget i I would find out what that mark you know who's in charge of that and go directly to oh. them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have I've been the more I've been getting the like the, the manager of marketing sales uh, card, you know, so getting there is for the, the individual venues of well, the sorry, the properties, uh the those facilities getting that and then also whenever they have some type of marketing or uh, some type of corporate team get in there and that's that's who I'll be contacting mm -hmm. on the next step. Yep. So I'm just learning that. Because I don't know, for some reason, like uh, around here, like the uh, I was you know, looking into dental, but man, I've been getting a lot of cold shoulders, a lot of a lot of issues on that. So I'm like, okay, let me let me look at you know the um, the assisted living and, and senior facilities, just check them out. Because I mean, if they're all around, let's if nothing else, I can improve my pitch, I can improve my speaking, improve my delivery for them, and whatever pops up, hey, good, there we go, I'm gonna get that. Yeah, the, the assisted living is big money, man. Big money, like, yeah. whether it be insurance or out of pocket, big money. So I, I would definitely, uh, I did, I, you know, it was one of the layups that landed on my table. Um, from a company, I, I work with a guy who was now, I work with him at a different company. He was now marketing head of marketing over an assistant living, um, location. I I knew nothing about it, but it was mostly testimonial headshots. So I was like, let's do it. Um, and went and, and went and did it. Um, it was fun shooting. It was different. I learned a lot. It was different. Um, but I think that it was, it was, it was a great learning experience and it paid good too. I think I charged them like 10,000 for like a two minute video, something like that. 
And it was all talking head. It was all testimonial. Um, so before I wrap up, I'm, I'm going to give you, this could be a tie tale, but it got the decision. You brought that up. Uh, so I shot an assisted living video and I, and I, I think I showed y'all the clip. I shot it with a 6,500s. Right. And, and we had to interview the people and we were like, what is the thing you love most about assisted living? Right. What did, and, and you know, the, the little ladies would come up and be like, I love the food here. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. They got this one guy who probably was on the younger side of assisted living, probably like 70, right? Everybody else, 80, he's 70. He's the young dude. <laughs> he was like, I love the women. And I was like, what? The You know, I just didn't expect that. And they were like, come on, Bob, you got to give us something different. He was like, no, I love the women here. <laughs> so I'm thinking he's talking about the nurses. Like, maybe talking about it like the nurses, whatever. The nurses are like, no, <laughs> he has a bunch of girlfriends. Often we have to go and pull them off of each other because they're and he's matching. He's in there going in it. He go, go ham. <laughs> they, they hip give out and they stuck. So often we have to pull them apart. Here's a crazy thing. Okay, right. Oh, man. Listen, we about to go here. You gonna keep your cross up there? Keep your cross because we about to go there. This is a this is what happens when you listen to the video late. You get these crazy stories. The nurse said, often. When your family member die of old age, it's really an STD. Their body just can't fight the STD. Mm-hmm. It's it's usually something that no in, cap. No, for real. I'm I don't I'm not making this up because there's so much sex going on that people are just transmitting mm-hmm. stuff. You got people who have Alzheimer's that's in bed with men they think is their husband they can't remember. They don't know. The husband mm-hmm. showing up every week to visit his wife and his wife, we, did, we, can't, we can't tell him that it was six dudes in the room. We had to pull him out of there. She just don't remember. She think it's you. You showing up mm-hmm. still trying to bring flowers mm-hmm. and your wife calling everybody your name butt naked. So it was cr- like, I'm telling you, this is stuff I would have never learned. I'm, I know it's, it's probably, it's a lot, but I was talking to the, <laughs> to the nurses and, and I was just like y'all looking like, huh? And she was telling me like, listen, then we have to put men on night duty because they have to physically be able to pull them apart and carry them to their room. Because, you know, old guy got in there, his back out. He's stuck, stuck on her. He didn't fell asleep. He's the woman is, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. Like I would have never, I was just, cause I was like, after the interview, I was like, asked the nurse, like, what do we mean by the women? Cause he was adamant. No, the women, the women. What about the food? Yeah, food's cool the women here and i'm like <laughs> i mean i mean they're, they're, they're not worried about pregnancy at that rate it's like Absolutely. whatever man we, we about to get it in yeah, let's yeah. go don't think them old folks is there chewing peas and playing bingo no they're getting it in uh, what's talk. the address yeah. of that place we had to come back. <laughs> <laughs> what? what's the address catching the case with that but, uh, it happens we more had to you go know. into section Sex education training and how to use condoms. That's that's how crazy it is in there sometimes. Absolutely. I was just like, huh? I would have never guessed that. I just I just, yeah. I, I just <laughs> I'm just being real with y'all. I would have never thought that. And a and a and a the waitress was like, I mean the the, the lady who worked there was like, Yeah, it happens more than you know. Mm-hmm. Every night we we pulling people apart because they're stuck. They're stuck on each other. They're just, you know. So it, it's, uh, again, when you work in different industries, you learn different stuff. And this is something that I was just, my jaw was on the floor. 
And she was like, yeah, most of the times, you know, we write it as they died of old age, but really their liver and their kidneys couldn't fight off gonorrhea or something simple. Like some you would get some antibiotics for and be they just their body couldn't fight it because they were too old. So to be respectful, we say old age. I'm like, wow. But yeah. now, you know, the things you learn at Flash Film Academy, you would just, you know. So it was just because I was wondering this dude, we filming this dude, he's sitting there and little ladies coming by and they look, hey, Mr. Parker. I'm like, what is this all about? You're a little fast, good butt, sit down. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking the nurses, I'm thinking he flirting with the nurses. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking. Like they're, you know what I'm saying? You just wasn't thinking like you, you for some reason you think old people don't do nothing. You just think they go to sleep. You just think it. I don't know why. I was just shocked. I was I was just blown away because he would not change his answer. Well, let's talk about the food, Bob. I, the food is okay, but the women, you want to talk about food? The like, yeah, Bob, listen, let's change the subject, Bob. What about the activities? My activities was women. Like, oh, man, like we couldn't even, I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was adamant. Like, I probably got, we interviewed him for 10 minutes. It was maybe two questions he was like, we could use snippets of. I BS you not. I did not, I do not make this up. If I, I if I had the B roll, I would still I would show you guys, but I don't have. <laughs> I do have the finished product, but I don't have the B roll. I promise you, it's the craziest Al thing. Pacino, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are still kicking out kids. Absolutely. They like eighty years old. Man. They st- they don't care. Like mm, let's go. Mm. <laughs> so I just you know I'm gonna leave y'all with that. Uh, I'm gonna hand the show over. To Marcus for the after hour. You got it. You you know you got to. Why'd you got to do me dirty? Literally, I'm just I'm setting it up. Hey Ty, thanks for that uh, gem drop right there. <laughs> I just put in the comment. You that's that, that's your gem drop. The, you it's worth the membership. Pens and a fucking fur coat next week. Like what up, guys? They they need to sell the pens with like a zipper in the middle. That would be big. I mean, you got to know your audience. You know what I'm saying? With some buttons in the back, something. You got to know, but you know, now you know. So next time you go to film in a, in a, uh, you know, in a home like that, you're going to be looking around and you're going to notice the winks and the, you know, it's only getting the medication. I'm going to be in there. But it was the saddest thing was to see a guy, him and his wife were 80 something. He was still in the right mind or whatever. He had, he would come get his wife for the weekends to bring her home, to try to bring her home. But they would always, it started off okay. She would be okay for about two days. And then she wake up like, where am I? Who are you? You know, with Alzheimer's or whatever. So they would have to call security, come get her. He Then it just dwindled down to the point where he would just visit her because he was, you know, he was 80, but he was functioning. He was cool. And he would go to her room and she wouldn't be there. She, oh. she in another room calling them, that man his name and hugged up with him. So he had to realize, like, it's the disease, you know what I'm saying, what's going on, yada, yada. Because he would go get her. It's his wife. He wanted to spend time with her. But sad story. It sucked, but it's life. And there's those in there that uh, go to town. The nurses walk in, like, time for your meds. He's like, when I'm finished, come back. Yep. Get out. (laughs) Yep. You see what I'm doing? Have some respect. Like, man, like two hey, turtles. So it's, you know, they There's be asking for... In this house. Yeah, yeah, they be asking for blue pill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you're helping me with this, but can I get some blue pill? No, sir, we're not giving you any blue pills, sir. Yeah. You sure? Because my insurance covers it. Now, what do you need them for? You know. So you'd be surprised. They, that's what they smuggle in there. And they, you know, if they get a chance to go to the to the gas station, they get in the gas station pills. They get into whatever. 
super rhino tops or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you see the packet, you're like, what the hell is this? Tree trunk, 3,000. Like, what the? So they're getting them and they mixing them with they, with they meds and they, <laughs> it happens, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? So me, Night Train. 2200 night train like you know what i'm saying they always got them crazy names like that you be like what is the this X, 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 if, X. if everyone can notice that ty does have black lavender on today he didn't even light, lit it light it up it's all just purple that's back right there. yeah that's right that's what we do knew he was gonna do something crazy so <laughs> so i just wanted to share that with you you know that help you you know make you look at your parents a little different but just know that if you you know knock on wood we all get to live to an age where we get to experience those great moments of being, you know, like in a facility that's like Freaknik every day. So I just want to leave yeah, that you with you. made me think about that a little bit more, man. I got to yeah. put more thought into that. Your golden era, they call it a golden era for a reason. It's similar to what R. Kelly called it a golden era, which you never golden know. Golden showers. Right, that's what they call it. You know, you never know. So I'm just saying, you know, it's out there. I just want to leave you guys with that. So, uh, you know, I hope that somebody said that's worth the membership it's alone. Out there. Just know that towards the end of these conversations, we can talk about anything. We're here. We're here for that. So uh, y'all be safe. I'll see y'all uh, same time next week. I'm leaving it all on Marcus. He's going to need two crosses when he finished with us. Yeah, there you go. The magic pill. <laughs> Travis, it's the magic pill. The comments is a trip. If, you, if you're not watching the comments, make sure you check out the comments. But y'all be safe. And uh, I'll see you guys uh, next week. Make sure you take your Rhino 3000 pills this week. So that you can get your tree trunk, get your tree trunk, so that your seventy to two hundred can extend all the way to two hundred. So you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so that you can. Oh my god! TMI. Okay. Well, you know, I'm just trying to camera terms. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you, make sure your ISO going all the way up to whatever you need to go up to. So you know what I'm saying? Just make sure you keep your lens cap on. Keep your lens cap on. Keep your lens cap on. Be safe, y'all. See y'all next week. <laughs> now I'm going to tune back in and y'all going to be talking crazy in about an hour I already know so <laughs> y'all be safe <laughs> you've been listening to content and cash a flash film academy podcast make sure to subscribe to the youtube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com <laughs>